Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with I'm here with the full house. This is is this the most people we've had on the cast in like a year, probably? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think the last time we had this many people on the cast, it was probably me, you, David, Jay, Alex, and Luke. Yep. Yeah. So Tim and Lucas, you guys got some shoes to fill. Oh boy. Yep. Yeah, those are some uh, A-listers on there. You know, we're just C-list Legion celebrities. <laughs> uh, well, we have a lot to talk about today. So much, in fact, that um, we're going to split this into two episodes. So you're getting not one, but two RRG-related episodes from us. So today we're going to talk about two of the factions we're going to talk about the galactic republic and the galactic empire the two galactics and uh then because those are probably the two that got the most changes in the rng and then next week we're going to talk about um the white save factions the rebels and the droids so yeah white save white save best save hashtag White save, best save. Hey, I play the white save factions the most. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so if you are here for the discussion of the separatists and rebels, uh, come back next week. I mean, still uh, listen to this episode. Whoa, Jeez, whoa, 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 man! Um, All right, <laughs> Kyle Thornbus, we gotta, we gotta have a have a full briefing <laughs> next time. All right, all right. I'm sorry. Uh, stay for this week. Come back again next week because it will all be awesome um anyway uh we're also going to talk about the socal open because that happened and immediately i became irrelevant <laughs> it's not irrelevant i actually no, think i know i think it's important to color all of the things we're going to talk about with context right yes i agree um also the winner's I, list like didn't change at the points <laughs> updates besides r2d2 <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. we can talk about that today, too. <laughs> that's kind of significant, though, because my list was, like, right, really squeezing the juice. Yo, you're uh, really kind yeah. of burying it here, my dude. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> let's, hit, let's hit housekeeping first. Housekeeping? Yeah, all right. So let's do some housekeeping. Uh, let's talk about our favorite thing to talk about, Stormtide. So that is our uh, campaign narrative that you guys may have heard about before. Uh, it's a monthly box that you get in the mail and it's amazing and it's so much fun. And we're actually uh, on the cusp of box four, which will be coming out later this month, which is very, very exciting. Um, Box four really features a bunch of cool new things that Mike and I have been working on um, and is going to take the game into a whole new realm, uh, which we're really excited about. Mike, did you want to spoil anything that's in box four? Oh, boy, do I ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Stormtide box four is definitely uh, our leap into the foray world that um, we've created kind of uh I don't know, head first. And so there are new unit types in box four called structures that you can mm -hmm. add to your army. There are um, new 
monsters that you may be fighting over the course of this quarter that we've named Dark Abyss. Um, and, and so, yeah, there's just a lot of really crazy, if you're into like zombie-esque stuff, this might be the quarter for you. Um, yeah. Very, very zombie survival survival-esque uh, i don't want to give too much away but that's definitely kind of i can say overarching theme mike and i what was it last week or the week before played the first mission of box four and it was amazing and overwhelming in all the great ways you can use those two words so i'm really excited for people to get their hands on it plus we teamed up with a, a couple of amazing artists again uh, for this box and we have some beautiful artwork which i've been really excited about um and 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 so that that's going to be great for everybody to see and uh you know i know just based on our numbers that a lot of you listen to this podcast and you haven't signed up for Stormtide. And so we kind of want to convince you guys to do that. So what we're going to do is from, from now until Thanksgiving, we're going to be running a deal. If you get the monthly subscription or if you sign up for the catch up and the difference between that is monthly, it'll start you on box one catch up. You can buy all the boxes up until now. And then box four will come next month. Uh, if you want to get either one of those, we're going to give you 10% off if you start today. And so go to the website in uh, stormtide.thefifthtrooper.com, get the monthly or the catch up and use the coupon code Turkey Time. Turkey Time. That's all and, one word, yeah. no capitals. Canadian Thanksgiving's time. over, right? Technically. So a little late for Canadians. Sorry, but uh, we're moving into American Thanksgiving. I'm, I, so. I'm not sorry. <laughs> You guys, you guys missed it. Sorry. Turkey time's coming for us. You guys missed it. Do you guys have turkey on Thanksgiving in Canada too? I mean, we do. Just have it a slightly earlier time of the year. So mm. it's all good. Before all, before the snow keeps us all into our homes for the winter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm practically in Canada where I live. So <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so go to the website, coupon code turkey time, you get 10% off. And yeah, that's my fun endorsement of that. And then the second thing real quick, and I'll be quick on this one, Kyle, I promise. Uh, Patreon, if you want to hear After Dark, if you, you know, uh, one of the things we were fortunate with last week was the RRG dropped and Mike and I got to talk about it. Like, and you got our gut reactions to it on the After Dark podcast last week. Uh, Spoiler alert, Mike wasn't happy. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Jay was ecstatic. And so uh, things were great. And you can you can go listen to that on the Patreon. Any dollar amount will get you that podcast and plus some other cool stuff. So go, join us on Patreon. And then uh, let's talk. Let's see what we got. Tim and Lucas are on and they probably have plugs. Lucas, what do you got going on? Yeah, so I'm writing, obviously, with the Fifth Trooper. So you can see our blog articles on fifthtrooper.com. Um, also, might start picking up Twitch if I get knocked out of Invader League. Currently, only I really have enough time for one game a week. So <laughs> dependent on how well Invader League goes, I may or may not be streaming. And then also, I quickly wanted to plug, uh, I'm a TO for our local shop, and we're having a skirmish tournament on the 20th. And so if you're in the SoCal area, uh, it's called Kyber Combat. I posted about it on the SoCal Legion page, the Orange County and San Diego Legion pages. So if you're around, we'd love to have you there. It's free. Uh, we just want to play with the new points. And the only rule is you have to bring a force user or a lightsaber for skirmish. So we want to see some lightsabers out there. But nice. yeah, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you out there. It's, uh, it's a fun time. Cool. All right, Tim, 
Well, uh, I also write for the uh, blog, and I also uh, am on Twitch, dependent on how well I do Invader. I've got one game so far this IL, and I've won one game. So if I get out of the next round, then we'd scream me more. But uh, Timbo8700 on Twitch. Yeah, I thought you did a great job. You did Mike's game. I watched that. So you did a good job, man. Wow, the ringing endorsement. Hooray. <laughs> Yo, that, was, that was a rough game. I don't know. Oh man. And the the uh video should be available on Twitch for probably another week yet. So if you're wanted to see uh Mike barely pull out a win. <laughs> hey man, I was I was confident. It, it, it's 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 something you are because no one else was. At some point I would like to have a conversation on the cast about that game because I actually think it's fairly interesting. Um but I did I was confident. I may not have looked it. Um Adam, I, right where I, you wanted him. I think I, I think I described it. Um, I don't know if people have watched like music people on Twitch, but they do these things called live learns where they like learn the song uh, live. And that's basically kind of how that was going. It was it was like a live learn for my Invader League list. And I figured it out on round four. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Well, that's where you can find everybody. And thanks, Kyle, for giving me the time for housekeeping this week. Of course, Jay. <laughs> all right, let's hit the news. Welcome to In the News. So we got a ginormous update to the points and some errata, which we're going to hit in just a little bit. We also got some release dates for the quote-unquote Kashyyyk Wave units, except for Yoda and the Wookiees. <laughs> <laughs> we we got the Kashyyyk wave with, with without the things from Kashyyyk, but yeah, yeah with, literally without the Wookies. <laughs> For our um, international listeners, that's U.S. only. You guys already got all your yeah, cool yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever. There's good, there's good news and bad news here. the The good news is that it appears that these dates are like actual dates. Mm. Uh, the I mean, as far as far as uh. AMG knows anyway. The Fluttercraft and the Super Tactical Droid were announced for November 26th. Mm-hmm. And then the ISP, the Persuader, the Dwarf Spider Droid, and the Magna Guard were announced for December 3rd. So now I would uh, never ever engage in speculation, but this has got to mean that Yoda and Wookiees are just at the bottom of the sea, right? <laughs> well, it's it's a little bit disconcerting because that was the yeah. release that was supposed to happen like first of all of this stuff yeah, yeah so i mean we don't know what their supply chain looks like it's possible that i mean we could guess it's pretty bad <laughs> i think on... <laughs> i think they're just mad at me because they they have held the only things i've ever pre-ordered <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's actually like the only thing on this list that i had not pre-ordered yeah. although i might after this invader season so we'll see um yeah it's I don't know. It, it's it's kind of weird. It's possible that, like, clearly Yoda and Wookiees made it to other countries. It's possible that they, they, I'm sure they have a lot of orders to fill in the U.S. It's possible that they're just waiting until they get enough stock to release it, so that they're not dealing with you know a like a like a fake release date where they technically release it but nobody can buy it. You know, uh, I don't know. Based on the past, it could be something as simple as. They they came in the wrong boxes because that had yes. happened before, and so you know we could all be assuming it's 
ocean and delivery problems when it could be a completely different problem. So I'm, who knows? If they package Yoda and Wookiees on the wrong basis, they have much bigger problems. <laughs> well, there's actually there's two separate things that happened in the past. The first yeah. was the Dubak thing where they put the wrong bases in the Dubaks. The old Dubaco. We the did Dubacle. t-shirts on that. Yeah. Um, and people actually got them and then they opened them up and there were these like enormous ATST size bases. Yeah, and I, I had like, three. Uh, so they ended up uh, they ended up basically sending people the correct bases, but then they also went and they had to repackage a bunch of unsold dubacks. Yeah. So that was one thing. And then the second thing was, I guess, like after they signed that contract with some new card company, they still had the old card images on the yep. boxes and they were contractually obligated to have the new card images on the boxes because that was the whole point of signing a contract with a new <laughs> card sleeve company. So yeah, that was a whole other thing. Yeah, that so, was the whole phase two in arcs, I believe, where the delay those were the delays for, if I remember uh, correctly. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember which units it was, but uh, it was a thing. So yeah, it could be something like that. I don't know. Um, it's kind yeah. of pointless to speculate. Uh, the well, good news uh, is it's fun. That's it, the point. Yes, I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast where pundits. It's what <laughs> we do. Um, but yeah, the good news is that we have dates for that those other things when before we didn't have any real dates. So we did it. Yay. A little more time before burst hits the US. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I know th- I know there's a few copies of burst because I sent a few down for various people in the states. So unreal, <laughs> Tim. Unreal. <laughs> do you, do you, are you, so you're saying you have extras or you've already given away all your extras? I have basically bought out our local store and sent out a bunch of stuff. So uh, <laughs> okay. I'll have to go buy out another store if anyone wants any more. Hey, yeah, we'll be, we'll be talking. Mike you, and I. You, yeah. you heard it here first. Don't put your pre-orders in a miniature market. Put them in with Tim. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, Mike, you want to talk about uh, Ben's video real quick? Yeah, so I did want to, I wanted to give a shout out to Mbueha or Ben. He's Mbueha on the Discord. Ben, I, I'm going to butcher his last name. Um, I think it's like Van Doge or something. Van Doge, Van Dodge. Something to that, something to that, that yeah. effect. Um, he put it out a super, he's part of Team Relentless, I should add. Um, great bunch of guys. That He put out a uh, video on their YouTube channel. Um, about the Invader League round robin data, and uh, if you watch this podcast for competitive reasons, this is a great video to watch. I think just to get a feel of what the meta was before the points changes, and I think I think there's still some takeaways and things to learn from it. Um, I think partic- particularly um, that kind of color the points changes we're going to talk about. Um, I don't think we need to like dig too deep into this. The video speaks mostly for itself, um, but it's fantastic. It's great. I hope everybody that is involved in competitive Legion or, you know, works on Legion or whatever should, should watch that video. Cause it's real good. So it's phenomenal. Yeah. I've seen it too. So 100% glowing review. And we may reference bits of information from it as we're talking about the points changes to the extent that they're relevant. So we may. I, I haven't watched it at all, but based on my associates' uh, glowing reviews, uh, I'm going to recommend it too. I think. Yeah, it takes a lot for Mike to recommend stuff, you know. Um, and to know. talk in the third person. I, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Here we are. Uh, all right. Well. <laughs> 
Shall we move on to main topic number one? All right. I mean, I, I don't care about this one, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Thanks You're for welcome. that. What's new? The sky's blue, water's wet. Kyle won another tournament. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what you guys want. <laughs> All right, so I guess we're jumping right in there. So um, SoCal was, I guess, what, two weekends ago, right? Um, yes. Yep. Pretty, pretty competitive field. Uh, the top four... And most of the top eight were, I think, were all names I've recognized on various levels. So I, I, I remember looking at the top eight and thinking, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and so uh, definitely looked like a competitive tournament uh, in that regard. And clearly our, our boy Orchimedes uh, took down the tournament here. And um, do you want to tell us what you were playing, Kyle? Because it was a little bit. A little bit not your your speed uh it was it was speed which is not my speed <laughs> yes um very different than what i normally play i'm sort of known for playing defensive control ish force user lists for the most part no uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so going into this i'm basically thinking to myself self uh red player is about to get buffed i think that it's possible now to make a red player list that is good. Let's test this theory out. Uh, and it's worth highlighting that this tournament was before the RRG dropped, so none of the uh, buffs to red player were in um, in effect for this tournament. So I'm like, I'm going to just make an 800-point list um, and YOLO it. Uh, that's you only live once, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some of us kyle don't sure. live at all i guess <laughs> <laughs> he at least lived uh, for this weekend yeah <laughs> yes um so it was a two t47s with just the harpoons because i literally could not even afford wedge uh it was three wookies fully loaded so the tenacity offensive push recon intel and the bowcaster and then a everything else in the list was naked which was r2 uh, rebel officer because i had to take a commander and i couldn't afford shriv um two rebel troopers and a fleet trooper 10 activations hmm. so 800 points exactly somehow it fit uh yeah i mean very much not my style um it's it's unusual for me to have games that are not close because when i play my sort of standard force user style i usually play it such that I only win by as much as necessary. Um, you know, it's a much more like defensive, play the objectives kind of list. Whereas this list that I ran for SoCal was just a, I don't care what the deployments are. I don't care what the objectives are. I don't care what any of the other cards are. I'm just going to shove this list in your face and uh, have fun. <laughs> so that's yes, what I did. Have fun. Yeah, uh, I had fun. <laughs> um, four out of the six games were either like full like to a model tablings or um like concessions before turn six um which is really unusual for me that is uh and then uh, of course the closest game was the final um snyder was a great opponent that game really went down to the wire he was running mall triple steps um and it was bombing run uh <laughs> and it was 
uncharacteristically fun for bombing run because we both had speeders so um we both had a shot at actually scoring bombs. uh this is not a bash running bombing run uh section but it's definitely the most fun game of bombing run i've ever played um there was a situation early where he basically he kind of like zoomed in to drop a bomb and then i used the standby to like physically block his last move so that he couldn't get it into scoring range so instead of leaving his step hanging out to dry on the following turn he just decided to detonate the bomb and uh so i thought that was really interesting uh, mike and i were talking about that and if you, can you explain um how that why that worked the way it did yes so uh, speeders cannot displace units except on their compulsory move. And if you want to drop a bomb with a speeder, you cannot leave the compulsory move until the last move because once you have done your compulsory move, that's it, your turn's over. So you don't have a free action after your compulsory move to drop a bomb. So if you want to drop a bomb with a speeder, you have to start the activation with your compulsory move. Um, so if you're doing like a triple move bomb drop, then that last move by definition has to be a normal move and you cannot displace units with a speeder on a normal move so i basically had like a rebel trooper squad um the only spot where he could fit the bomb was on top of this at like slanted atat the rebel trooper squad was next to it with a standby um they activated the standby after the second move they clambered up and like spread out on top of the atat so he couldn't fit the staff there so so i gotta um, i gotta ask because uh me watching this in the moment i was like this could not have been the plan my plan or his plan yeah your plan i was watching this and i was like <laughs> i was like there's no way this was the plan no it was <laughs> it was not the plan so a plan a uh, had i been um thinking to the end of the turn more correctly was to stand yeah. by with more things <laughs> uh-huh. uh I, I i double moved most of my wookies um and then as we're getting to the tail end of the turn, I realized that I'm like not able to, basically I had targeted the staps with my airspeeders, but he was good at sort of, you know, I'd like attack a stap with an airspeeder, I'd kill one of the models, and then he'd run away uh, the second model somewhere else, like across the table where I couldn't get it. So my original plan was to make him drop one of those bombs with my airspeeders, um, but he was, he was good about kind of protecting his last stat model. So at the end of the turn, I realized he had a stap with a bomb in range of my lines and i only had like one or two activations left uh i'm like oh crap i'm out of chances to take standbys here um i do not play bombing run a lot uh because it's typically not in the, <laughs> the decks i had my head head in my hands for like 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the whole like clamber standby thing was basically just covering up a entire turn long mistake okay, okay. <laughs> Just wanted to check um, because if it yeah. wasn't, if it wasn't a mistake, it was your foresight was incredible. Like no, it was one hundred percent. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to see if, if, if it this was guy's a genius. Yeah, I was like, because I was like, oh man, he's just screwed. Like, yeah. like he's gonna take a bomb and and then you just and then you moved and I was like, huh, okay, maybe that works. <laughs> Yeah, it ended up sort of working. Uh, the standby clamor thing was definitely a, like, how can I salvage this situation and not a plan A. Um, but essentially, he he decided to detonate the bomb uh, and blow some of my stuff up. Um, 
instead of scoring with it, which meant that if I could score all three bombs, it didn't matter if I had one model left at the end of the game, I would basically just win automatically. Um, that's more or less what happened. Uh, I managed to score the two bombs that my T-47s had because they were on T-47s. And then uh, the close moment at the end of the game was I had one of my bombs on a Wookiee squad and the Wookiees were basically like charging across the table to try and get to his zone and he intercepted them with Maul. Um, and uh, yeah, they duked it out. The Wookiees, the Wookiees won the duke out by a priority roll <laughs> and then moved and dropped the bomb and that was it, so... Well, I, you know, that's great, Kyle, and, and congratulations. I want to say, though, the most interesting thing to me from that was that Lupo, he had a Highlander list, which I thought was great. He had a one of, I don't think he repeated anything in that list, which which is uh, something I really enjoyed. So, yeah, <laughs> and his list was uh, scary. It was definitely a list that was designed to kind of maximize the value of Pierce and Critical on Cassian and K2. Um, but also a list that had some good, just general beefy damagey pieces like the Wookiees and the T-47. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it was kind of like he was sending highly accurate pierced shots into my Wookiees and then I had three times as many Wookiees and two T-47s. Um, there were some crazy rolls in that game. I had a fleet trooper shoot his T-47 and roll five crits. <laughs> And then he had K2 do the same thing to one of my T47s, although he had like four aims because of an orthodox tactician. So um, you could say he earned his five crits there, I guess, if that's the thing. Uh, but yeah, it was that was also a crazy game. Um, so, but at the end of the day, he just couldn't like chew through the wikis. And I managed to get some rear armor shots on his um, bus with Rebel Troopers. Uh, I think Rebel Troopers did like six wounds to his bus in that game, naked Rebel Troopers. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, just for everybody at home, the only thing that Lupo repeated in his entire list was comms relay <laughs> or recon intel. I'm sorry, recon intel. It was the only thing in his entire list that he had more than one of. <laughs> so Highlander for the win. I love it. That was great. Yeah, because even his core was uh, he had a rebel trooper, he had yeah. rebel vets, and then he had an MK2. Yeah, and he had one strike team, one Wookiee warrior. Yep. Yeah, so props. <laughs> Props to you, yeah. Mr. Lupo. Um, so yeah, I guess my big takeaway is like uh, red player lists were good yeah. <laughs> two weeks ago, and hey, they're better now. Hey, uh, hey, Lucas, uh, were, were, you uh, here this, were you at the SoCal? <laughs> I was uh, like, no one's saying my name. I might Mr. get to this competitive empire. How, how did you do, pal? I was also at SoCal Open. Yeah. Um, but we just talked up the top eight, and my yeah, name is not on that list. Yeah, I didn't see Empire anywhere on there, guys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I ended up going one and two. So I was in the rough end. It turns out that um, only playing on TTS for like the last year and a half with COVID, I have become very rusty on a real table. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. Yeah, so my first round, I was against uh, Bobby or Blood Ocean, and it was a real fun game, and it... Uh, it came down to, I had a box. I was ahead on points. It was uh, recovered supplies and I had bounty in two boxes. He had three boxes, but I was like, I think 80 kill points up. And um, it was the second to last turn and two B1s just spiked the ball and uh, fully killed a six health stormtrooper in cover. And then he just double moved back with everything. And <laughs> there's nothing I could do after that. 
Um, and so losing in round one is kind of a death sentence. And so, yeah, so I lost that. And then the next game was against Rusty Gates, a local guy. Um, and I was able to win that one. It was VAPS and just, I was playing double bounty, which is great on VAPS. And then last one was against one of the stab casters who also reminded me of my title <laughs> as he slaughtered <laughs> me on the table. <laughs> All I'm going to say is I did not pick this title as bestowed on me because I was the only win in like Invader League. I think winning one game should not be like the bar of being Mr. Competitive Empire. Oh, no. uh, He's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, I ended the weekend one, too, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, like I got to meet Cal in person finally and, you know, Stabcast guys and everyone else at SoCal. So uh, it was a great time. Um, and I realized I just need to play on a real table a little more. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not having that tab button where you can measure stuff i had a few where i was like oh i can you know single move with boba and grab this box and then i do it and i'm you know half an inch off and i'm like oh man that hurts it's it is different right it's something that yeah. uh, we haven't talked a ton about lately because there haven't you know been that many uh real life tournaments um but it, you know, having an eye for distances on a real table is an important skill for sure. Yep. yep. You know, um, one that can definitely get lost in the TTS multiverse. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other thing, too, just real quick, and then we can hop into the other stuff. I know we're going to go long, but like I, uh, the other thing I find TTS, for those of you who maybe have only played on TTS and haven't played in real life, like the other thing is, TTS is very precise about line of sight and what's going through and, you know, what, and I, I find that in Kyle, you know, you pay, play at a much higher level competitive than I do, but like, I find that people are a little bit more okay. Like it's not as like chippy as it can get on TTS because of everything that we can see. And, and some things are just kind of like, yeah, man, you got line of sight. It, look, it looks good to me, you know? So he shook his hand for our, audio audience yeah i mean there's there's a lot more of like yeah i see what you're trying to do it looks like you can probably get there that's fine kind of thing in real life play which is which is great yeah uh so um yeah Yeah. i will say one observation i did not make this observation but i thought it was interesting um of the top eight seven of those players were invader slash tts veterans so yeah like um, like i said i i recognized the majority of that top eight like as soon as it that snapshot it i was like okay yep these are all people i know you know um yeah i mean besides there's differences right and i mean listen i make it known i hate tts and that's fine but like there's i think there's definitely skill sets that are translatable it's the same game at its core right so if your practice is practice you know and i think lucas some of that like measurement stuff you know that comes once you once you get back in the in you know in real life games again then you'll pick that up and everything else will just transfer over for you except for a double bounty i don't know why you were doing that but you know hey <laughs> it's their own i mean you know more than i do you play competitive empire but you know i don't know oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Right. I this title is no longer an honor it's more of a <laughs> It, it, it doesn't like it an insult burden, these days. It's a burden you you frankly have to bear no longer as we, yeah. as we enter yeah. into uh, what I can only assume will be our section that everybody has waited for with bated breath for the last few months. Um, shall we talk about these RRG updates? Are we out of the parking lot, you're saying? We made it? We made it in? 
Uh, I mean, off the highway, parked in the parking lot, through the three-hour line at Disney. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think we're we're on the ride, and we have yet to see how it's going to shake out. We're we're kind of going up the uh, the the ratchety thing at the roller coaster. Yeah. You know, it's like we haven't hit that press piece yet, so it's a lot of nervousness. That's what I can. Say. I'm not nervous. I'm excited. This is gonna be great. I'm also excited. Yeah, I am cautiously optimistic. I bought a new army like two days before the ROG job. I'm good. <laughs> you mean like not go. clones, right? I now have three armies, so okay. I'm good. There you go. All right. Yeah, let's hit it. Uh, do we? I don't know that we need to talk about the like red slash blue player changes. We kind of hit those. They yeah. previewed those. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, and we already talked about them. And there's nothing new there. It's the the four yes. player, sorry, four card flip, and then red pick stable edge. Yep. Yeah. Um. I I think the only thing that's relevant there is you know red players seem to be pretty good in SoCal before the changes. Red probably is even better now. So I think yeah. you might bid for red now. Like if uh, you look across the table, and it's a somewhat similar list. You might pick red. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that, but I don't see bidding like spending points on red. I yeah. think it's more just going to be like you just start making lists that basically don't care. And I, I never cared, so this is this is I didn't care. So, so this is fine. <laughs> I think I think it really depends on the so as long as we're going to talk about it. Um, I think it really depends on the list you're playing. I think if you're playing a list that often, like if you're playing a gunline style list like Kyle, you normally play, and you end up in a mirror. You want to be blue. Yeah. But I think if you're playing something like the list you just played with triple Wookiees, double airspeeder, like blue or red doesn't really matter because something's going to die. And like, you can be pretty confident within a certain amount of reason that points probably will not be even at the end of the game. So blue yeah. red is like way less important. Well, yeah. And I think my point is, just for me personally, like I'm not even gonna run that the first kind of list you described anymore, the gunline blue player list, because um, I mean there's a variety of reasons for this, but one of them is like if I roll up to a table and it's not a balanced table, I want the flexibility to be able to say, screw it, I want red player. And if you're dependent on your battle deck, you're not gonna have that flexibility. Um so I'm gonna just build a list that doesn't care, basically and be able you know and i don't i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that's just gonna probably be my my personal philosophy um it's pretty clear to me that that red player list style is already capable of being successful so uh i don't i don't personally like i would not i would not even build a blue player list anymore um i i also think a little bit depends on like if you're in a tournament the tournament format too because if it's a tournament where like battle cards are all revealed and you can see like that's all known information versus hidden information or like it's hidden but it's day two and everyone knows what everyone's in deck right because if you look across the table even if it's similar list they could have like just they could like throw in a weird deployment or something that you don't want so like i think if it's hidden information generally blue player is just having your own deck if you win the bid but if it's all known information and you can look at it and know 
yeah, they don't have any weird deployments or anything I don't like, then red player might be a good choice too. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how this affects list diversity. Um, if it does, maybe it won't. I don't know. Maybe maybe that philosophy I described is just my own personal view on this. But I think we're gonna be back at bids like earlier, way back in the day when like a six point bid was super deep, and so you didn't like really bid that much. I could see you know six to five, depending on if there's an upgrade that's useful to toss in. Or... Yeah, yeah. Again, I think like Mike said, this is all dependent on what you know. Like I, I think I've playing double heavies most of my legion career lately it's i never actually cared because i was going to just shoot stuff right so i think it all it's list dependent but it's interesting yeah i mean i i think what kyle what you're describing specifically to me is actually less of an issue with i, I think it's there's a multitude of things that lead into what you're talking about but um like I think, I think bidding not being super important is good. I think objectives, the objective deck not mattering from like a, I don't care what objective I play side of things is also, I'm, I'm concerned for the game and, and that aspect of things. I think they're two slightly different topics that have to do with different, different issues. Um, It'd be nice if you could cut the bids without getting rid of the um, battle deck is important thing. Yeah, and I th I think the battle deck important thing is less about the bid and and uh, more about armies steamrolling other armies just by kind of how they work. Um, yeah, and and I I personally think that that that's like not a thing that should be happening, but that's you know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of variables here. Yeah, there's a ton of variables. Um, so in any case, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think the objective play is almost more differences in lists, like you said, like aggressive units being super popular. It's the Wookiees. Um, and with the points changes, which we'll get into in a second, I think aggressive lists are just going to get even better. Um, me as a diehard gunline player, like you said, brought double bounty. Uh, this may be the first time that I'm playing a just dive in the face list because uh, some of the stuff looks really really good all right yeah. the other the other sort of like overarching change that's relevant is the changes to low profile uh essentially the wording has been changed to not improve your cover by one but if you have cover cancel a hit which it, it literally took Mike three times to explain to me why that mattered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so why don't I, I'll I'll explain it right here, right? So um, fundamentally, uh, in the cases where this turned light cover into heavy cover, uh, it still does the same thing most of the time. Um, so it doesn't really work that differently than it used to. The main difference is that it turns heavy cover into like heavy cover plus or heavy cover plus armor one however you kind of want to look at it um you get basically cover three if you innately have heavy cover um which is which is a it's just it's just a sh straight bonus so for my empire brothers you know, you have your little scouty trooper and you have your sniper around the corner and you're hiding your other guy. He has heavy cover plus low profile. So now effectively they've got to get three, four hits through 
if and or crits, right? So before before they can get to you, which is really nice for them. Yeah, the sniper war, uh, GCW snipers just got a lot better in that in particular. Yeah, they got they got better for a couple of reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other one we'll we'll get to later. Um, but get to next week. Oh no, that's this week. Red <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah we'll get to this week. Yeah. I'm I'm actually a little nervous for this change. I think um, of the generic changes that we've talked about so far, um, this one probably is the highest, like uh game breaking impact to me i think from like a th- this there's some weird things that can happen here snipers are basically immune to civil war snipers are basically immune to other snipers at this point um it there's also some weird stuff that kind of happens here with like putting like a full like scout trooper unit and like a gav tank now has cover three like there's some i don't know if that's gonna be good but like Oh, there I think some... it's going to be great. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's there's like some interesting things that come up that, that make units that had low profile before, I think, a little bit more interesting. Also, the card and the supply drop deck that gives you low profile is a lot better now. Yeah. Yeah. That thing That's... was like a flip and send it back no matter what before. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so now it's actually a decision, right? It's pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Low profile is now good where it used to be whatever on units and it's getting it'll get a little bit weird on strike teams, I think is the Yeah. If it uh, wasn't on strike teams, I think it'd be great. I'm a little nervous about on strike teams. Um but who knows, maybe right now, right? There's not many red saves going around that aren't immune pierce. So I don't know how great strike teams would be in general. Yeah, just turn and shoot him with a tank, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, strike teams, at least the Civil War strike teams, were kind of fading in popularity for a variety of reasons. The other special forces options were getting better. Uh, there was less... <laughs> Jokes on them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just like... it. Op- I, I think it's good because it opened so many possibilities. Like, I mean, just to give some examples, like some of the things you could do is like strike teams, like let's say you do need to move out of that like peekaboo strategy that you normally have with your snipers now if i get behind like a heavy unit and then i have low profile you know what i mean like it's just really like doing a lot for you especially like the gav tank like you don't even have to be in it you just have to be behind it uh and now you've got you know what i mean there's just a lot more options of moving them up into the fray where before you kind of use them to stay in the back of the field hold down back stuff and now maybe you can move them up a little bit more just more options i think which is great yeah, and I actually think that not to uh, we can move on in a minute, uh, but like the sab strike teams, I actually think get a lot better with this change. Um, and particularly, you know, East Ems is also coming back down. Um, you know, we already talked about Lupo once today. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Lupo's looking at this and he's got he's got some thoughts. Um, but you know cover three for your sab strike teams is also kind of a big deal yeah yep cheaper sabs cheaper stims cover three yeah we could be seeing some sabs again interestingly the empire sabs did not get cut in cost just the rebel ones huh. um, which is something that i noticed as i was going through and doing that article uh i don't know just thought it was interesting um anyway should we should we hit the the two one of the two factions we're going to hit today let's yes. do it do we want do we want salt or glorious celebration 
I think start with salt, finish with glorious celebration. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Let's let's start with the salt. Okay. I have no salt in my bones today. I am all sunshine and roses. So go ahead. The salt the salt throne has been passed on. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yep. Long live, long live the uh long live the salt throne. What's the I'm gonna I'm not salt for the, the salt throne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna do the um, the Last Jedi. Um, oh, um, yeah, Saltron is dead. Long live yeah. the yeah, There you yeah. go. That's it. Thank you, Jay. Thank you You're for rescuing welcome. me. You're welcome. Um, all right, the new, the new king of the Salt Throne, clones. <laughs> Woo! Uh, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Right. So let's talk about what the changes are. And I, I say clones and not Republic because there is some Republic stuff that isn't clones. That yeah, actually, little... but can we preface this with there's a lot of people out there right now that are like naysaying the faction. I actually think the faction's in a pretty good spot. Yeah. The Republic is fine. Clones are a lot worse than they were. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we're leading this with clones and we're very specific to say clones and not Galactic Republic. Yeah. So... Changes to units with the clone trooper keyword. Uh, you can only share one token. We sort of already talked about that on a previous cast, but we can certainly talk about it in the context of all this other stuff. Um, take that clankers requires an aim action. And also, and I missed this change the first time I did this article, is only clone troopers. So you cannot use it on Wookiees. Uh, so those are both changes from the original card text. Um, and then uh, arcs lose critical one on their DC 15X. So that's the various errata. And then Rex, the clone commander, Echo, and Fives all went up in points. So what is that, seven things? Um, Did I miss any? Yeah-ish. That's seven. I mean, there's definitely a bunch increases. of other... Yeah. But there's a bunch of other things that happened. Uh, I think the big one is R2-D2 that you missed also increased yeah, yeah. the points. Yeah. Um, but I think fundamentally, most of the other things in the Republic faction have gone down. Yeah, um, the bark speeder went down. Yeah, I, I don't think we... I, I think from a, from a high-level view, um, clearly they didn't like play, people playing Rexstar. Uh, and um, I think... A lot of these changes uh, in a vacuum, like not being able to see each other, made a lot of sense. You know, I think the clone trooper nerf was warranted. I think the DC 15X losing critical, fine. You know, take that clankers was pretty strong and um, definitely needed to be nerfed. I don't need know if it needed to be this far, uh, but this is where we're at. And fives and echo. Uh, the fives and echo thing we, we can circle around to because I got a phone to pick there. Um, just but, one, <laughs> two, fives and echo. Um, you know, but um, you know, I think I think all of those things, if you look at them and you say, Oh, they did this one thing, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but I think all together, if you take it all in a pile, you look at it and you basically say, Clone balls don't look so great. That was my initial reaction. Okay. I don't stand on that field anymore. I actually think clones are fine. 
um, because I don't think they pulled all of the levers they needed to. I'm not sure. But outside of the Echo and Fives thing, I actually think they may not have gone far enough. This is going to be a hot take. Whoa. I've yeah, played a lot of Rexstar. I think I've you need played, to elaborate. Yeah, yeah. I, I've played a lot of Rexstar. Um, and look, uh, <laughs> all of the things they did definitely um, were important, but uh, just some like quick mass. Let me pull up Leech and HQ because I actually wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to go this route until like two minutes ago when I decided screw it, we're going to do it. Um, so, so <laughs> phase two Z6 offensive push units are were were and are 93 points before and after this change uh one of the things that i thought was really interesting in this whole kit and caboodle was that um phase one clone captains have gone down in points the phase one clone unit with a captain z6 and offensive push is now cheaper than a um phase two z6 unit by two points and it basically makes up the difference in at least Rex in the list. If you just sub all of the phase twos out for phase ones with captain's no push. My experience has been in the past that for the most part, phase one phase ones with an extra dude and captain's no push, they hit harder than phase twos for starters. And generally speaking, you only need that courage, the courage tap like once. Um, and so I actually think, yes, you're going to be losing surges in these Rex stars, but I think they're probably going to be translating over to phase one units with larger amounts of total wounds in them. Six man clone squads are a lot more dangerous than five man clone squads. Does it make up for having, not having a surge? I don't know. You're still going to have aggressive tactics. So if you're only spending surges on defense, I think you're probably okay. I don't know. I, my take on this is that, the clone ball is going to be fine. I think them lowering the captain, and I think the specialist actually came down too. Um, did yeah. So did uh, the DC fifteen and the DP twenty three. Yeah, and I I think the DC fifteen also actually has a little bit of merit at its new price point. I'm not exactly sure where you want to use it, but um, I've put together a lot of like double clone commander lists with just like minus Rex add a clone commander. And all of a sudden you've got like 10 or 11 activations of clones that looks very close to what you used to have. And Rex's command cards aren't very, I mean, they're fine. They're good. Call me captain is still great. Call me captain is still great, but the big one you wanted was take that clankers. And yeah. now that it's mm -hmm. not there, there's less of a reason to take it. Well, so. hang, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Tank that clanker still exists. Uh, <laughs> basically in the form that it would have existed uh, before Republic had access to tactical. <laughs> Which right. is to say that, like, back when can... it wasn't very good, <laughs> it's still, it's still a, a nice ability to be able to aim and then shoot at an extra range band without having to move. That is, that is good. And you don't even have to spend the aim to do it. It's long shot where you don't have to spend the aim for long shot. Does, that, does somebody else want to pick on this thread, or should I it... fight back against this menace? Well, I TGC is now like. It's still a good effect, but you need to expose your clone units and you just do a lot more setup to do it. Um, so it's not near, like, you could still pull off some pretty cool scouting party TTC stuff for an alpha strike if deployments are close. Um, but you are going to have to, it's like, you're going to have to expose a clone unit and then 
um, leave them in danger for a turn to use TTC now. Whereas it used to be, you could sort of have your army hidden and then jump out into a huge alpha strike. So it's good, it's bad. There's, it's not, uh, it doesn't destroy the card, but it, it still has power. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's definitely worse than it was. Um. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it's it's relevant enough to to say that this is no longer the same card intrinsically. Like it's, it it, yeah, it yeah. does not do the same thing. And I yeah. think that that's very important. We've taken away an irreplaceable effect from from that list and replaced it with something that you kind of can do normally. Like like this does not increase your threat range. It just makes it so that you don't have to move and you can aim, which don't get me wrong, is great. Yeah, I think but, what it does yeah. is just on the engagement turn, right? Instead of having to put a unit out, you can just take two shots early and then wait for your opponent to step forward. And so you can kind of like get some shots before it's less of a move, catch something out and blast off the table. And I think really just on that, you know, that key turn where your measuring range is in a gun line fight, you can take two shots and keep your guys safe. And then, you know, that's two more turns you can delay and not just do nothing while your opponent approaches. It, it, it also combines with the arc change to really reduce the range of cloneless. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, yeah. You know, be, because so many clone units have offensive push, like the whole like, oh, if I sit here and take an aim, like you're not really netting anything from that exchange a lot of the time, because you would be move aiming anyways, instead of just standing still aiming. Um, yeah, it, it just it just really serves to lower the threat range on the list. Anyways, for that reason, I think it's call me captain is definitely very good, but I think for 40 less points. Um, just subbing him out for another clone commander is more than fine. Yeah. Okay. Is that just aggressive welcome, tactics every turn. Yeah. Welcome to having uh, Empire Rebels. Yeah, I'm. I'm not <laughs> saying that's a bad. Now, thing, now we're even. Clear. Good. Um, I, like I said, I started this whole rant with clones are maybe not actually dead. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Something I want to clarify too, because there was a couple questions on this. So the clone, the, the clone trooper keyword change. So that token, it's once per attack or defend so like yeah so so like if you that you can share one on the attack but then if you're also defending you can you can share share one as well just there's yeah. some a couple of people reached out with questions on yeah. that so per, i just want to make sure we clarified that one token per instance yeah mm -hmm. yeah and it's one shared token per instance so you can yes. still spend yeah. as many of your own tokens as you want you can yep. still spend as and, many of your exemplar tokens as you want yep um I, I actually can also see in clone list potentially swapping Rex out for Padme. I could see that as well. Right. Mm -hmm. you, you take Rex out, leave a clone commander and have Padme so that you can kind of do the same thing. Your order pool gets a little bit weirder. Your order command cards gets a little bit weirder, but it, it doesn't, that still gives you the key uh, advantage, like big advantages of the many tokens shared at once abilities. Yeah, I think the big question any clone gun line moving forward has to answer is really how they're going to replace Take That Clankers as an effect. Um, because the reason that effect was good is it gave you an extra turn of engagement that you ordinarily didn't have, um, which allowed you to wreck an extra unit or two before you got into the thick of the fight. Um, you don't get to do that anymore. And 
a lot of the times you're only going to get like one turn to shoot at the charging Wookiees that are running across the field instead of two. And that's often the the difference. Um, so I, I think the question that these lists need to answer is, is how they're going to make up for, for the amount of damage that they normally put out early. Yeah, I somewhat agree with you that Rexstar is a gun line now, or just clone gun lines, I think are in a good position as far as gun lines go. I think more just the current meta is shifting away from gun lines, especially red save gun lines as uh, we'll get to later with more details. But I really think the Dark Lord of the Sith uh, makes it really brutal to run any kind of red save gun line. Um, yeah, so yeah. I think Rex Star, like a clone gun line is okay, but I think that what's good right now just is kind of a natural counter to it. So I don't know how many gun lines in general we'll be seeing. Yeah, so let me ask you this, uh, Tim and Mike as as clone players do you think that these changes felt extra bad because the meta was already shifting and was already making it hard for you guys and then on top of this that just added to that tim i'm gonna let you take this because this is a loaded question for me he knows how i'm gonna answer this question <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> well i i think yes is the short answer to that question in that like I was like met myself and other players were already shifting away from Rexstar slash sort of traditional cloneless. Um, anyways, like the the meta was sort of naturally pushing cloneless out. Now they definitely needed to be knocked down a bit still, mm. but I think yeah, it, it it it's also one of those things too where taking something away always feels worse than giving something good. <laughs> um being knocked down a few pegs feels way worse than if everybody else had been lifted up a few pegs. So yeah, like it's, it, it's a game and it it's, Oh, they took my toys away, but those toys were better than everybody else's toys. So I can well, suck it up. They were better than most <laughs> other people's toys. Um, yeah. I, I agree mostly with that. I think that, uh, to me, this this very felt like them um, definitely adjusting to a meta of six to eight months ago. Um, you know when you know Rexstar was still flying high, and uh, but but I think that um, I think when all of the melee units that are extremely overpowered, Wookies, I'm looking at you, um, get get reined in. <laughs> um, and and I, I want to be very clear here; they inevitably will be. I, I'm confident that Wookiees will eventually go back up in price or will lose some of the keywords they gained. They are way too good. Um, oh, they're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, like, I think when some of the melee, and, and I, I'm pretty confident that the burst of speed will eventually go up in price inevitably. I think a lot of the stuff that are pushing gun lines out um, whether we have to learn it the hard way or the fast, you know, hopefully we learn it the fast and easy way. Um, maybe we learn it the hard and slow way, whatever. But eventually, um, the changes that they made clone to clones will be necessary when the changes that they inevitably have to make to all of these melee skews because it's just that's all there is um, is, is going to happen. So um, yeah, I, I mean, listen, uh, it's. This game is cyclical, right? And it, it this is what happens. 
we we have a gun line some melee units come and tear it apart then they get nerfed and gun lines come back and then you know uh heavies have a little stint in the sun and then they get <laughs> eaten up by something else it's that's the great i think the great thing about this game is that the, the ability yeah the ability for the change right and the and them having despite what they said on stream about making perfect changes and never having to make updates uh you know i think that you know it's good that that happens and that it can be adjusted to what's happening out there you know yeah updates and change are good i don't know some people seem to have a negative stigma. Like the most successful esports and video games are the ones that get regular updates and balance changes. Um, yeah. So, right, it when a game gets as complex as this, I think it's impossible to you know balance it all at once and know all the different contingencies that will happen. So it's okay that things change. And right, like we said, um, all right, some of this might be overtuned, some might be a little under, uh, but eventually your thing will have a time in the sun, as we see with Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, and it's it's also like if you own a clone army, it's not like you cannot play the game, right? Um, and it's not like you were never gonna win a game. Your win percentage might go from sixty percent to like sort of like the clone win percentage might go from sixty odd percent to fifty instead of which is balanced. But also, it, the the only other unfortunate thing about the changes is that we still have the problem of very expensive core options which limits what other, like all the changes did, like most of the changes, like it doesn't give you a, a cheap activation anymore, especially with R2 going up. So trying to make lists with cool other things, it's very hard to squeeze enough activations in to make it competitive. But I think originally, uh, maybe I'm wrong guys, but I think originally that was the plan, right? When clones first came out, I don't know if you guys remember this, but we were looking at them going, all right, you're going to get like, eight to nine activations but they're going to be really hard hitting activations and you're going to make up some of that you know activation skew and then all of a sudden it was you know rex and arcs and you're like whoa they get 10 to 11 activations and they get to hit hard that's crazy so, yeah so i think to both of your points here uh jay you're right that was the original idea behind clothes was, you know you would you would have space marine units that were elite right yeah but i think tim you make a really good point that we haven't hit on yet is that I actually think that the net detractor of all of these changes is every clone list that would have run a Jedi. Yeah. Um, and that's because those lists were not to be clear. They were, I, I can't speak for Yoda. He's not in our meta yet, <laughs> but I'm pretty confident um, that like clone lists just were not good enough. Clone Jedi lists were not good enough before these changes they have gotten a lot worse after these changes because all of the things that were in Rexstar that got nerfed were also in those lists um, and nothing really has gotten better for them in that instance. Yeah, it, it's you, you try to put a, a Jedi with some uh, units in it and you're going to have a 8 to 9 activation Jedi list but it doesn't really have any meat behind it as well. Mm -hmm. right like the thing about like so like in rebels or any of the other factions you can make you can like slap in operative luke and then have 600 points of units behind him that are all going to do something whereas if you do 600 points of clones behind a jedi that's going to be seven to eight activations that you're, you're trying to stretch them a little bit i i would so i'm going to argue with you here i would say rebels 
that's very true. Empire, that is that is not the case. You can't have well, for, for it is now. It, it is, is now. now. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. But but I mean, up until now, right? That wasn't the case. It was, well, but yeah. And and, and to it's, your it's, point, yeah, that was a bad thing about Empire that has right. now yeah. been fixed, right? Yeah. Um, that 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 exact problem was a problem for Empire. Now it's a problem for clones. Good. Because you guys didn't have any problems, <laughs> and now you got some. So deal that's, with them. I'm not sure that's fair. The clones have been the most, you know, what? probably internally imbalanced balanced faction the game has seen. Yeah. Why don't you dry your tears with all the wins that you guys had with clones? All right, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> well, I do think there is one lightsaber list that did get quite a bit better. I um, I don't know if we touched on this change yet, but Anakin got a five points drop and got uh, defend on his two pip which is a pretty solid change. And so I could imagine you could do something like triple barks potentially instead of arcs now. And right, the barks are fine without the clone keyword and that kind of list, you're not really relying on the clone keyword. Um, So I could see something kind of cool like that. I know, uh, who is it? Matrokin at SoCal ran like a triple barks Padme. Keegan. (laughs) Anakin list, Keegan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that list just got a whole lot cheaper. So I could potentially, obviously it worked for him. He went five and one at a competitive event um and you four just and shaved one. like four and one yeah he okay. was he made top four okay um yeah so four and one then but you basically shave i think about 20 points off that list minus five to anakin all the barks roughly so you take, don't take bark heavies yeah yeah because the, the heavies went up which the, do you do you have to no no you definitely don't um and i i think that that's that's definitely fine i think intrinsically though that's a that's not i hear you i think i think you're right that version of anakin i think got a lot better but i think the classic like gunline jedi thing got a whole heck of a lot worse. i just like those are not yeah. the same list they do very different things right yeah. Um, yeah right it's kind of i think we're moving away from gun lines in a multitude of ways yeah yeah and the 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 Jedi gunline in particular, I think, is sort of uniquely hurt by the uh, yeah. the changes to turn zero. Do you so. think mm-hmm. it, now? I know we don't have much of this, but what do you think the value of some of the vehicles and Kashyyyk wave stuff? It, does that change the values on those now based on these changes, like the fluttercraft and the whatever the flying saucer junker, whatever thing that is, I- and. <laughs> The I I think the only vehicles out of the Kashyyyk wave that are gonna really impact things are not in Republic. <laughs> it's the... agreed. <laughs> agreed. Well, yeah, I was just asking. I didn't know with the change. I mean, maybe there's other. The the the, the Republic vehicles will probably be around and people will play them, but they're not fundamentally fundamentally different or mm. like they don't change things up fundamentally. Like it's a the fluttercraft is a. Uh, a bark that's higher in the sky and does things and the isp is a bark that doesn't move on the ground that also does things right? throws, throws like the same amount of dice for a lot a lot more cost yeah uh, they 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 do similar things that uh things that already exist the vehicles over in the droid faction those could change things yeah the spiders in particular <laughs> the, the the vehicles that have ion on them yes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this episode is not about that. <laughs> yes, I was, I was. I was trying to just touch on it without yeah, yeah, <laughs> full-on tangenting. <laughs> um, 
so yeah let's talk about some of the stuff that did not get nerfed for the galactic republic we already hit the first one that's anakin yep uh yep. and i think good now yeah and it's it's possible that exemplar units get sort of a relative bump here too just because they're not sub subject to the same i mean there's two reasons they're not subject to the cap of token sharing yeah but also they can share standbys yeah. still well mm-hmm. well and like padme didn't go up in points so that's inherently a probably a buff because she's yep. she's probably could have been bumped up at least five points but she wasn't so hooray so what do you think is anakin like did anakin go from like an f to a c i, I think, think he, he went from like a c to a b i think he's probably one of the best force users right now. i haven't seen yoda yet really uh but between obi-wan and anakin right for 155 points um you get a free dodge from every order uh right an exemplar too right you can have three dodges a turn if you had defensive stance just by having an order and sitting there that's i think pretty significant because the timing right of what's it called uh defend uh yeah. is perfect for what you want to dodge i heard some people comparing it to force reflexes uh but i don't think it's anything like force reflexes oh, it's way, better. way better yeah than yeah Right, you get at the beginning of your turn when you get your order, so Anakin can sit there unactivated and have his dodge safely, whereas reflexes can't do that. Um, so, right, reflexes is a five-point upgrade that requires Master of the Force, so that's like a relative like ten-point plus ability tacked on. I mean, I think this is worth a lot more than ten points. I yeah. so my my concern with this is that it doesn't fix the fundamental Anakin problem. It makes him very good when he doesn't get flawed. Um, but but if you get flawed, this doesn't trigger on the turn you want it to trigger. Like on the one turn, you're like, I really, 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 really want this effect. You don't get this effect. Um, is my is my one problem with it. The I have two quick points about Anakin as well. So the the two pip also got another order token to hand out, it did. which is also important because he now goes from having. Well, two cards that only order himself and one that orders other things to opposite around so that helps him a bit too the other th- the other problem with anakin now especially now that he has three cards to power him up and the current meta we're possibly in with these very aggressive lists if you have wookies in your face turn one or two anakin's not ready to start fighting them till turn three um so you could have a you could have an army that's pulling your units apart before Anakin's ready to start um, getting in there and fighting himself. Sounds like if you're running Anakin against Wookiees, you'd want to put short edge to short edge cards <laughs> in your deployment. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a lot better than he was. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, the best command cards, the, the best Jedi command cards are ones that give them dodges and now that's every time you give anakin an order so yeah the, he's a piece that there's people who know how to run him well and they can do it very well and he becomes a pr- very good unit in their hands um yeah i would just yeah. make the argument that if they just ran kenobi that they'd have a much higher win percentage <laughs> <laughs> i i don't strictly agree with that but <laughs> they're, they're, they they a lot of tr- people try to play them the same, and they're, they're very, not. they're very different. Totally, they're strictly, yeah, they're completely different play styles. All right, let's talk about the bark. Uh, minus five on the naked bark, plus two on the ion, plus three on the laser, 
no change on the rocket. This feels weird to me. Agreed. Because I like I you know clearly I'm not the one making the points adjustments here, but like the naked barks have have been, and I think will continue to be like just the better option than taking them with heavy weapons and we just like increase the disparity between the two like you already were kind of like i don't really want to take the heavy and now you're just like i don't want to take the heavy more yeah i feel the same way about this one as i do about the do back change which was basically the same thing except they didn't actually increase the cost of the heavy so that was just a straight cut but like yeah yeah, people are already running these naked. People are already running right. dewbacks naked competitively. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, this it, one just feels weird to me. It felt like so, and maybe I don't know. Maybe I was reading it into it wrong. But like, some of the points changes felt like because, like, it was just like, well, <laughs> there's something over in this list, and so yeah, because that's why we're gonna do this. Do you know what I mean? And you're like, I don't understand the reasoning behind this. It was just like, well, we're gonna make this that. Oh, oh all right, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know. I don't understand it. Yeah, um, I, I, I brought those down by a, a few points uh, to make it make them. I, I mean, I get. I I think that they very easily could have like raised the bark five points and lowered the heavies five points if they wanted to like i i don't know um i'm not sure what they were trying to achieve by this i think it's possible so the atrt came down i believe too um i mean again like maybe they wanted naked barks to be better than naked atrts but they already were at the same points cost so like I'm, i'm not sure what was going on there um i this i think uh this falls into like yeah okay this thing happened i don't think this really breaks anything probably um whatever do you think naked barks somewhat replace strike teams for a lot of lists now just says like activation spam yeah right like barks (laughs) seems okay now they're much cheaper arcs feel way worse yeah i think So, so I don't, I, I sort of like I understand where people are coming at this with, with that comparison. I'm not sure that it's entirely fair in that like, that would be like, you would never replace like an Imperial strike team with like, with, with bikes and be like. If they cost less, I would. <laughs> maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> You know, I just like, but, but intrinsically the, the lists that are trying to pad their activations like that, um, or at least the lists that attempt to do that in clones are not like trying to spike you with like high profile attacks at the end of a turn. Generally, they're trying to preserve their activations over the course of the game. And I don't think barks really allow you to do that. I, I think part of it is too arcs are too expensive to just be activation padding. Mm -hmm. That's very possible. Yeah. Like if, if if you're going to take a 55 or 58 point unit, it needs to do something. And I think a lot of people are making the decision that barks will do more than arcs at this point. You didn't, you didn't want a 69 point strike team. 
<laughs> because that's a thing now too. Well, yep. it's worth like fifty-five points for five red saves that have permanent cover one. Like that's a solid amount of wounds. Um, so even though it's activation padding, it might be less spiky. But I think you like it's adds a lot of a lot of health to your list for a cheap cost. It totally does. I I've definitely played it before. It's good. Yeah, and, and it's just like <laughs> those. Uh, they, they just they they're fundamentally very different. Yes, yeah. well, they they care much more timing intensive. The one thing they do though is, and I'm gonna go back to SoCal here briefly, is they let you play more objectives. And one thing that was interesting about SoCal is I was not the only person that decided to yellow and bring a red player list. Um, there were several basically like essentially no bid lists in the top eight and the common theme with every single one of them is they all had speeders in them of some kind mm-hmm. whether it was barks or staps or t47s or you know like an aa5 with reckless driver um so uh barks can sort of give you that flexibility to say well maybe i don't care as much about what objectives are in my hand because i can actually play breakthrough and bombing run because i have barks so yeah i also think in that vein um clones were gonna have a hard time sharing a ton of surges now and the bark is a great fire support platform at 55 points yep Mm -hmm. yep because it's surges to hit just to be clear Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and we mentioned too earlier the dc 15 went down that's sort of like a stealth selling point too for the dc 15 is since it has critical Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to be spending a surge on offense to convert that. So it's still really expensive. I I looked at it. Yeah, I looked at point. it and I was like, "This came down <laughs> one, one point." Yeah. yeah, one point feels like a why bother. Kind yeah, of, like a okay. I guess you can have this. You know, the uh, you mentioned fire supporting too. Like the if you want a fairly activation neutral thing for the same points as uh, arcs you could also bring IGRT because naked ones are 60 points now um and they function pretty similarly because they can just stand in your lines and throw a few shots out and they still have critical so they could actually act hunt opposing strike teams um and then you and then also flamethrowers also went down so a uh republic ATRT with a flamethrower with scout one is now only 75 points so there could be a thing there. I actually think there's something to be said for that. Just naked. I mean, you you hit this in the, our skirmish episode, but then rocket launcher on the naked ATRT. Yeah, yep. it's critical one and impact one, so it's a relatively yep. cheap source of impact. Yeah, like a lot of cloneless, especially now because the um, arcs lost critical one and you can't aim everything into crits. Um, having that little bit of uh, anti-armor ability could be like instead of bringing a phase one with a rocket launcher if you bring two naked art or atrts then you have a little bit of critical a little bit of impact uh, just sort of some units that people aren't probably going to shoot because they're not that threatening and then if you want to fire support into them they're surge to hit so yeah until you until you play against those spider droids and your atrts <laughs> will be locked <laughs> locked in place for the entirety of the game yep yeah, flamethrowers, flamethrower ATRTs, regardless of whether they're Rebel or Republic, uh, not going to have a good time against those spider droids. Nope. nope. <laughs> yeah, it's like the one list that you are really hyped to have the flamers droids, but not with them spider <laughs> droids. 
Yep, hard nope on that one. All right, you guys got any other Republic thoughts? Yeah, I do. I want to talk about Fives and Echo. Okay, go nuts. Because I think this is bull. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, I'd like to talk about I'd like to talk about Echo first because like there are definitely some people in the community who have used Echo as like a pet unit. Like you know, they're like, I'm taking Echo, woohoo! But like nobody takes Echo. He didn't need to go up in points. What were you thinking? A Okay, that's out of my system. I think you could argue that Echo is bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's I, like I wasn't gonna bad. fundamentally yeah. fundamentally say that, but like I don't understand why he's going up in points. Yeah. He was already way too expensive. Um, maybe not way too expensive, but he was definitely expensive enough that like you shouldn't <laughs> be taking him in the normal list. Um, okay, great. Fives. Uh, I understand why this happened. Um, I think it's bull uh, because. I think it's really cool that there is like this named unit that you can put in your list that does cool stuff. I don't think he was like, yes, was he in every clone list? Pretty much. Um, I don't think that means that he needs to be nerfed. Um, I think it is important to have signposts in the faction, in every faction. I wish they did more of this that had, you know, key cool, you know, pieces that you could put in the list that kind of told you what the faction is supposed to do. I think fives was a great thing that allowed new players to be like, oh, you know who's like a cool uh, like named character from my favorite Star Wars television show? Oh, look, it's fives. He, sh- he should be in every clone list as a new player, you know? And, and he does a thing. It's not like super absurdly powerful. It allows you to give another order token out. And... With the clone sharing changes, he's been nerfed anyways, I would like to add. Um, I just, I think it's fine. Additionally, Del Mico and, and Gideon have been buffed into oblivion, <laughs> so they're going to be in basically every Empire list ever. Maybe not, we'll see. But but I think I think they're both excellent, particularly in shore troopers, where they are significantly cheaper than the heavy weapon that they have access to normally, um, and they have extra hit points, and like their weapons are not that much worse. Um, so, I it it's it's interesting that they they went to Empire and they basically said, you know what, these things are going to come so far down in price. That they're going to basically be in every infantry-based empire list and then be like, okay, Republic, we're going to take your things that are basically supposed to do the same thing and price them out of oblivion. Um, that's my spiel. Wow, somebody's really salty. I, th- this is the only thing I have real salt about, just to be clear. <laughs> Can I offer a alternative way to do the same thing points wise mike and just see what you think about this Go so for it. Go for if because i think a lot of people are complaining about the direct coordinate combination sure right so so uh, fives went up four clone commander went up nine so what if five stayed the same 36 and the clone commander went to 70 i would be totally cool with that yeah because it's because if they're if if their idea is is that this combination is worth nine or ten more points i think the core of that problem is probably the direct, not the coordinate, because fives is also really good for Jedi list because he can help Jedi throw their orders around. But the clone, it was it was sort of that combination that people are really salty about. 
So I think if you price the combination by pricing the source of it rather than the enabler might be a better idea. Yeah, I mean, like Fives is not busted in a list that doesn't have a clone commander in it, right? Like fundamentally, like he's just, he's just like, a, he's basically does the same thing Gideon does, right? Um, but now he's like, I don't know, a lot more. Um, <laughs> uh, 11 points more? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I intrinsically just felt like they were trying to do opposite things uh, when they should probably be trying to make these two concepts similar. Um, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so fives went up by four. Yeah. And uh, the clone commander went up by five. So yeah. that combination went up by nine points. Yeah. Yeah. Had, yeah. had they left fives alone and then just put the clone commander up, I think it would have done the same thing in a feels better way totally i totally 100 yeah. uh, agree with that yeah anyway <laughs> i agree well anywho i had to get that out that's my <laughs> that's that's my that's really my only beef i'm with you um yeah we'll we'll get to the inferno squad changes but where's my where's the change for my boy pow like seriously pow pow was as uh MIA as Gideon and <laughs> work. I was under the impression that Pow did get a change. Yeah, he gets, I think he got a few points off. Yeah, right? he got a few points did off. He? Yeah. yeah. Did he's, I miss that? Yeah. One? He points got two now? points off. I mean, it's not a ton. Oh, uh, yeah, he did get minus hey, two. Hey, right. Mike, what about the lat? It's 105 now for clones. Uh, oh, yeah, lat. Uh, uh, but, uh, Empire. Cough, cough, yeah, cough. so <laughs> it's, it's still bad. Um... <laughs> I, it's going to need more structural changes to um... like another wing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, it's funny. You mentioned that I was just cruising Facebook and somebody did this like sweet conversion where it's yeah. got like extra wings and missile pods and all this other stuff. It looks dope. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what you guys think, but 105 points seems like it's still, it still really doesn't do what you need it to. It's just an it, awkward fit, especially in Republic. Yeah. Once we in move Republic. into Empire, it, yeah. Once we move into our next faction, might be a little bit different. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. I think that's basically it. The Phase Two Mortar went down two points. Woohoo! Yeah. Still unplayable. Still bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's still <laughs> unplayable. Um, I. How do people feel about R two D two changing in Republic? I don't care because I was never ever going to play him anyways. I'm super sad. <laughs> Because uh, my, yeah. my my saber tank list is now eight hundred and one points with Ooh. no uh, no other. I don't have any <laughs> easy upgrades to take off. <laughs> yeah, so, I think it it definitely affects the saber tank lists the most. I, um, I I think it that's another fundamental republic problem is we don't have cheap repair. R two was our cheap repair, and now suddenly our repair is starting to get pretty expensive. So yeah. it hurts heavy republic lists. Um. You mean you don't have a sniper that can also repair things that's now sub 30 points? This is one of those I'm, things. I mean, our our clone engineer is tw- uh, 18 points and Dell is 25. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Have you guys been out in the sun too long that you got a sunburn? 
Those Jedi just keep quiet over here. Yeah, life's been so rough for you guys. We'll get to the Empire section. Don't worry. I mean, my last point about Republic is I would be totally fine if Secret Mission came off R2 and I just had a cheap repair bot. That's all I want. And or just give me a non-combatant repair bot for Republic and I'll also be happy. Yeah, or bring C-3PO down five points or something. Like, I almost never C-3PO on the table. You make R2 more expensive, C-3PO cheaper. We well, it incentivizes 3, that more. Yeah, 3PO is the same cost. So now, like, 3PO R2 is 70 yeah. points. Which, so which saying is if they brought way down too 3PO, high. Might, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's way too high. I, I think mean, you something... could make three three PO like five points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something definitely needed to change with R two. Um, I do wish this was a situation where you could cost the Rebel R two and Republic R two differently. You, well, uh, I believe you, you totally could. Yeah, <laughs> well, they, yeah. They I, have two <laughs> clearly, um, I wish they had done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or alternatively, you know, just make secret mission deployment neutral, which I think would have. You know, you, almost here, the same thing. here's the thing right like I, and maybe that was what i was kind of talking about when they were like making arbitrary changes where i felt like it was kind of like some stuff made sense because of the same unit where they had these like mirror changes but then some stuff you're like did they just increase this because they increased this like some of it just didn't make sense and i think i wonder if the lat the same thing like there could have been something that the republic got on the lat or you know what i mean that could have made it a little bit more usable it just seems like it's just like yeah i don't know 15 points let's do it you well, know for it, both yeah it feels like the lat was priced for empire and therefore it was priced for that in republic and then r2 was priced for rebels and therefore it's that in republic yeah, that's right. what it feels like when, when they're they're completely different use cases and units basically in those lists yeah. right yeah like i mean i don't know you could have brought the lat down to like 90 points in the republic list and i don't i still don't think you guys would have used it <laughs> like, I'd, I'd, I'd maybe think about it at that price yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i think wikis are in a similar situation where it's possible that republic wikis are fairly costed um <laughs> yeah and rebel ones totally are too uh, also. <laughs> but you know, I, um, I think I think we have yet to see what the being able to take like five units of Wookies does in a in a list. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. I mean, well, the jury is kind of still out because we have yet to see it. But yeah, yeah, that's like another cross faction unit that I could see. Yeah, having different costs potentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think it's like fun to have cross faction units, but it stops being fun when you're treating them the same even though they're functionally different i'm i'm very interested to see once the mercenary faction slash sort of that whole thing comes out whether the idea about how different units in different factions the sort of the ethos behind it changes a little bit so that the points changes or points are different or if they sort of keep the same ethos of points the same and everything but yeah, I mean, I mean, fundamentally at its core, if you take one unit out of a faction and put it directly into another faction, its value is inherently different based yep. on the things that it is surrounded by, right? Yep. It's just, it's, that's kind of how it works. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Should we move on? Do we just want to wrap the, the dark thesis as, as like, 
I don't know. Give us give us an uh, epitaph for old old Gar and bring us into the new world of Gar, Kyle. Uh, clones, not quite dead. Um, <laughs> other Gar lists maybe have to start getting more creative with things like Exemplar and maybe some of the vehicles. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I feel like it's you guys used to be Superman and now you got a Kryptonite Splinter. <laughs> but wow. it's f- fairly inconvenient. You're bleeding for the first time and you're just going to have to figure out a different way to fight the bad guys. Sorry, but you'll be fine. I, I think the faction will be fine. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's definitely a significant accumulation of multiple nerfs to a single list archetype, which was definitely like internally dominating the faction um, in a way that was not healthy. And it's possible that, you know, this is like a, just a sort of necessary growing pain. And maybe we end up eventually somewhere where there's like some, you know, a little bit of give and take there. Um, I, 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 I also like I, uh, my thing, like, yeah, the old ways are dead. You're going to have to find something more creative to play. And if when we have a cheaper core unit thrown into the mix, I think a lot of the balance of sort of non-clone lists become a lot more interesting to me, a lot yeah. better. I definitely think that um, the question that's going to need to be answered is, are people supposed to be able to put um, lists that are just clones on the table and have them be competitively viable? Like, is yeah. that a thing that people I are supposed that's... to be able to do? And if so, how do we get back? there without breaking the game yeah yep yeah maybe we'll get back there at some point who knows yeah i'm hoping that reigning in uh the clone keyword just a little bit right it brings that balance like you were saying and maybe we'll get some other units that round out the clone roster a bit more so you could still do a full full clone line all right empire joyous Uh, celebration i'm so ready you the copyright let's music. go i <laughs> i have not <laughs> built this many lists in so long i am so happy i mean so me and jay jay was like i've got a tournament coming up next week we, we need to figure something out so i was like all right let me make you something and all the lists i made i was like whoa there's yeah. like there's like i can put like nine core units in these and by nine i mean like six core units with like three fully loaded special forces and like a decent commander (laughs) and i was like yeah hmm all right (laughs) yeah i said in i said in the article i wrote for this you might find that the empire list you were running yesterday is more than 40 points cheaper yeah (laughs) and i don't think that's an exaggeration Uh, it 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 is funny looking at the invader league list now because you put in the link to the list builder and it brings up the new points. And it's like, oh, you're running a 765 point list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got a 50 point bid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's so the summary of these changes, and we'll get into the individual ones. Uh, there was some fairly extreme errata to Darth Vader. And then in addition to that, there was just a slew of points changes, some of them fairly minor, some of them fairly significant, as much as like 15 points off of Krennic, for example. Mm. Um, mm. Which I'm not sure is enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I, it is. 
I don't uh, know. I kind of agree. <laughs> I was like looking at this. Two pip on Vader uh, is pretty nasty. Jay, I mean, Jay was making some sounds over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Death Troopers also went down by at least twelve. Yeah. Um. So that's like twenty-seven points right off the top of any chronic list. Um. So yeah, it, there's just so many cuts here across so many units that yeah, oh. you you might be able to make a list that's you know. <laughs> Two weeks ago would have been like 850 it was points. So good. It was so good. <laughs> so oh, let's. Yeah. <laughs> I was just say, I think my hot take for all this, everything's looking good, but I think that Vader is going to be dominating. Uh, and we can get into more details on why that in particular, but everything looks really solid. But I think you kind of start with Vader and then you just put whatever else, whatever flavor of Vader you want. <laughs> why don't we just, why don't we just lead with Vader? Yeah, I think that's a good yep. place to start. All right. Uh, so Commander Vader went up 15 points, but he gained a command slot, gained compel core troopers, and then the one pip now, um, implacable. Whenever you're given an order during that turn, no, whenever you activate, you get an extra dodge. And then his three pip now, you choose whether you want to infiltrate or you get reliable to flat out. Um and then burst of speed eventually. <laughs> and then uh, Operative Vader, he gained a health lost spur, and now he has speed two, and he has the same command card buffs. So both Vader's. And he got a training slot. He got a training slot too. Oh, yes, and a training slot. Which is really like two training slots because you don't need to take endurance <laughs> with him anywhere. Yep. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, Who wants to go for real mean. I guess I'll I'll open it up. Let's let um, our competitive empire player start the uh, discussion stop, here. Stop. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. You're not tell us, <laughs> tell us. I don't want to talk anymore. Lies. I don't want to talk anymore. How are we going to win now? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think essentially, right? This makes Vader uh, super powerful, very very tanky, and with burst of speed. So I guess we'll start. Each of them, I think, is a bit different. Um, depending obviously on speeds and burst. I think seeing these new changes, especially here in the US where we don't have burst, I think uh, Operative Vader might have come out a little bit ahead. 175 points for seven health, reliable two with all these powers and I can slap on tenacity to get that extra dice. Um, he's looking very mean. Cause right, Vader's big thing that I struggled before with was closing the gap, whether it was because he was getting all this uh, suppression from Spur, whether it was or Commander Vader who just couldn't get there in general. Now between burst of speed, these changes, extra health, uh, Vader gets there and a Pierce 3 lightsaber puts in a lot of work. It sure does. And now you have surge tokens that you can spend on those red dice. Yep. Huge buff offense and defense-wise. Yeah, I think Vader in this form, the reason why I kind of was saying earlier, I think Empire starts with Vader and you build around it. Um, Vader is really tanky and he does a whole lot of damage and he just crunches anything with red saves, period. And also he's great against other Jedi since he has so much health and hits like a truck. So I think that, right, he's, he's real good against those things and you kind of build around, pick up for his other weak points. Um, but I alluded to earlier that I think that gun lines in general, especially especially red save gun lines are going to struggle uh, with Vader being this strong and be able to close that gap. I don't know how much a solo gun line can handle pierce three with five or six hits and force choke every turn um, 
or two sometimes it can go twice with implacable and all that so bear looks great though very powerful super strong centerpiece good against basically everything but maybe wookies and b1s but right you have a whole rest of your list that can hedge for those things well and he might be the only force user that can rely like has a decent shot at fully wiping a b1 unit yeah between his in both cases you can get six red dice probably with surge tokens and then you also have force choke so force choke in a b1 is kind of flavor foul isn't it Maybe, but the point is that <laughs> if you can crush lungs, you can crush circuitry. Yeah, there sure. are situations where B1s just get crushed. Did you not uh, watch yeah. Mandalorian? It's fine. Yeah. Jedi cr- Spoilers! <laughs> and that wasn't that, even that B1. That clearly wasn't Force Choke because then he couldn't have taken it. <laughs> Luke uses Force Choke in Return of the Jedi. He does. Look, just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I mean... Vader has always been sort of a menace to red save guidelines, and now he's significantly tougher and also can get in there much easier. So, yeah, I mean... Check and check. <laughs> I, uh, he's, a, he's a lightsaber blender. Yeah, I honestly... I Out of the two, I, I think that Operative Vader is probably the better uh, change right now. And I, I maybe Burst of Speed changes that equation a little bit. But I mean, Operative Vader is just a, like if you're not looking to make a centerpiece, you know, because sometimes that's hard because once you lose your centerpiece, you know, I think this is still the case with Empire. You kind of the rest of your army is going to kind of falter. And so if you're looking to more have this tankish, you know, Vader, but like as maybe a support piece or if you're looking to have multiple centerpieces I, I really i really like operative vader a lot right now um and i mean a lot of the stuff that he that sucked about him got taken away and just remedied and so i'm really excited about that and the extra training slots really great i think and the wound yeah the wound, yeah yeah 175 for what he brings now is a really really great deal i mean right like Operative Luke is somewhat similarly costed. Dooku's more than that. Palpatine's more than that. And I don't know if they bring more than this version of Vader. Hang on. Operative Luke is 195. That's 20 yeah. more points. He's he's costed the same as Dooku. So. Yeah. Oh, Dooku um, got brought down that much now? Dooku got brought down by five. So Dooku's oh, okay. 195. But I mean, I really like, as I think, I think they both have play. I just think... There's a lot more, like, uh, for instance, I built a Master and Apprentice list that's basically uh, Palpatine, Operative Vader, six naked Stormtroopers, and two IRG, right? And, like, yeah, gross. <laughs> that's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's stupid. Um, and, I, <laughs> and so that's what that affords you. And, I, frankly, I, there's so many good things. I don't, the Vader changes were great, but I, I think there's another couple changes that are just as good as the Vader changes, frankly. Yeah. I just still think 20 points cheaper than Op Luke and Dooku and how good he is. That's yeah, insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm taking operative Vader over Commander Vader here. Um, unless you have like a very specific way that you want to use Compel Core. Yeah. Um, but Storms actually didn't really get that much love in this. Update. They got some reduced point reduction. Yeah, the heavy's got two points. I, yeah, yeah. I, I actually think unless you'll, oh, you could also, if you want to be doing weird things with standbys, 
than Commander Vader's also a lot better. Yeah, that's true. I, I actually, I want to come back to this topic when we hit the Stormtroopers because I actually think um, that that's less true than you think it is from the, I think Stormtroopers came down a lot. You're talking because it, of the personnel upgrades? Yes, specifically yeah. in the Vader list because you can yep. take specialists. Right. Um, so I think everything everyone said is true. But thanks, Mike. <laughs> but. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Bum, bum, bum. We I got Mike's approval. Get, I think I think it's going to be covered up by the fact that Wookies um, are everywhere, and Magna Guard and Magna Guard are likely going to be everywhere. And I do, think and, in, and, Dooku Magna Guard. Do yeah, you know yeah, I, I think I think um, I think saber users in general are going to struggle in a melee heavy meta. Yep. Um, and I think Vader is no exception to that rule. I think, uh, Lucas, you were saying like Vader's just going to tear apart a gun line. I think the answer is yes, he's going to tear apart a gun line. But I think <laughs> gun line dates are over, you yeah. know. Um, and so I just I have a hard time seeing like I think Vader is still probably going to be the best force user available. Um, but I think it's going to get covered up by the fact that he can't he barely can kill a wookie squad in two turns so there's another unit that i think i want to mention that can put this into context uh they also have irg they got minus six points base and the electro staff lost minus four so you can do something you know dooku magna guards you can also do uh vader irg get a very similar effect and now, right, you're, to my understanding, I think IRG traded quite well against Wookiees since they're immune Pearson melee. Um, yeah, a little bit cheaper than Wookiees too, right? Since the, mm-hmm. the staff is only 21. A lot cheaper than Wookiees now. Yeah. So yeah. I guess that was my thought of, right, you, you start with Vader because he's so good against things, and then you build other stuff to hedge his weak points, a.k.a. Wookiees. Um, and also do backriders got cheaper if you want to bring them up right the base unit went down by five uh all the heavies i believe stayed the same yep yeah so they just went down five total uh so the next list i'm trying is basically press w <laughs> empire with operative vader three dobacks two irg and a bunch of filler and you can get up to 10x with that so you can have six beefy melee threats um and i think three dobacks and two irg can help deal with three bookies no doubt. And, and I actually think I, I've pretty much built the same list a couple of times at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I think we we're trending on the same wavelength here is that like I want to play Vader, but he's not enough to deal with, I think, the current meta. Um, yeah. And therefore you have to take more melee. It's it's kind of a vicious circle. I found I don't know how everybody else feels about it, but like I'm like, oh, I want to take like one melee unit, but then I have to take six you know um yeah i'm with you yeah well and i think back to like you know some of and and i know we'll get i guess we can get to it now but like some of the big changes i think were were on the atst and general vice like i think those those are pretty big that opens up so much more to us i mean you can have an atst 
with some of its armament upgrades and general vice and then and operative vader and you could still probably finish out the list and i, I don't know like there's just a lot more options now mm-hmm. and and i think so that's why i like operative vader uh is just because i think he like based on what you guys were talking about like hey we gotta be ready for these like melee heavy list well i think we can i think i think having an operative vader and then a bunch of other stuff that's kind of countering that is available to us which is amazing yeah i've been kind of amazed at the lists that you can like now fit operative vader in uh (laughs) because i'm looking at operative vader and i'm like all right i guess i'm gonna start an empire list with him um you can make an operative vader uh i didn't triple tactical strike list if you want <laughs> like that's a thing that you can do you can make three 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 with operative vader now um so just as an example you can do the you know you mentioned the dewbacks uh the yep. most successful umpire list before this change was vader triple dewbacks you know um second place at lone star open and then two of the top eight at london gt were vader triple dewbacks and Vader got a lot better, and the Dubacks got cheaper. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, like just I, think I have three unpainted Dubacks that I just assembled two days ago <laughs> yeah. sitting on the table. <laughs> I mean, as an example, like to what we're talking about, like you can have the ATST with with the General, the Mortar Launcher, Twin Light. You can have Vader with Force Push, Force, force Choke, Seize the Initiative, Tenacity. You don't even need C's, but you can have it. Three stormtroopers, two dewbacks, and three strike teams for ten activations. Yeah, and like, new I, ways that, to motivate them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Triple move with your dues or IRG. So now um, you're ugh. between Vader and the two the two dewbacks. You're you're handling the melee. The ATST is just leveling out anything that's trying to get up in contact too. Like I mean, oh, so many options. I'm struggling. I've never been so like overwhelmed with choices for a for a tournament before yeah, <laughs> i haven't put together a list that had snow troopers in it and it looked good <laughs> like uh i guess we could talk about that points change but the ion heavy lost two points so they are uh what is that 62 points total Six, 62 yeah yeah so i did a list that had um triple dues two irg and then two ion snows and a naked storm because i was like oh this can't really deal with vehicles but Two ion snows seems okay. And if it's another gun line, right? You got Vader, three dewbacks, two IRG. So you're not going to be shooting much. <laughs> so, so do we think that the ion snow trooper, now that it has come down almost 50% in price, is actually something that you can take? Or do we still think that it's mostly just. I think it's justifiable now. Okay. Um... I feel like you are intentionally staying away from the word good well i i if in like in rankings where someone would be like situational like bad situational good it's definitely situational um i'm also like i've played a little bit of empire i've dabbled um and one of the units that i really like is if i'm going to take naked units taking naked snows and or snows with like an extra guy because they'll just sort of run around shooting four white dice, potentially putting suppression, potentially doing some crits, doing some wounds. Woohoo. And I think paying 62 points for a unit that could put an eye on down and, or is just five red save wounds to do objectives or be nuisances. 62 points, I think is 
fine for that. Um, it's like expect. It's sort of like in my head at least. It's like basically expensive naked core. Um, you, you don't really expect them to do a ton, but in a clutch position, and if they put an ion down, they've made their points up. So. Yeah, I see you take them as activation padding and a list that probably would struggle with vehicles. Just as a little something to give you a yeah. chance. Well, I definitely think um, nowadays, like one of the, one of the things I used to play a lot with was the snows with the flame trooper, right? Like I think that's probably not as much. Uh, now you want ion? I think if you were ever like if you were going to put together a Palpatine. Uh, Palpatine list with some snow troopers. You would you would put you'd give them ions now. I think it's funny when I originally bought into Empire. I basically sort of crowdsourced it, if that makes sense. So a friend of mine, I bought the snows from, and he's like, I can't find my ion guy, and I was like, Don't even worry about it. It's all right. <laughs> oh, sucks, suck. Yeah. <laughs> For real though. <laughs> So I'm gonna have to go buy a snowtrooper box, I guess. <laughs> oh, guy. Just to make the big leap, just get a uh, resin printer and print everything you want. There you go. I have the card. I just don't have the, the model. Um, yeah, and it's actually a nice delivery platform for Ion because of Steady. Uh, yep. You know, the the exhaust part of the Ion is not as costly on them because you can just like recover, move, and then shoot. Um, and, and or if you like are facing down a tank or something that's going to blow your head off just move shoot them move at the back and have them safe they're not going to have their yep. gun up but they're safe for that turn like a like getting position move shoot move back and the next turn recover move is a pretty justifiable sort of two turn action set of actions yep. there totally. two, two shots in on a vehicle without with only exposing yourself after the second shot is pretty good uh, all right, we kind of already alluded to. Do we need to talk about the dewback change anymore? Does anyone have any opinions about that that we haven't already talked? About? Seems wholly just... unnecessary based yes. on how well they've been doing. I think it's uh, yeah. great. I think with the way the meta I'll shifted, made them good and making five points cheaper, so the meta favors melee threats, and they're even cheaper, so they're real good now. It, it is interesting in relation to dewbacks, though. So snow naked or snows with the ion are sixty-two. Dewbacks are seventy. Yeah, you, just, you, just pay, you pay eight more points for the dewback. Yeah. Well, you run the snows and you got three dewbacks you need to deal with the vehicle. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, speeder bikes minus five. Yeah, good. I mean, yeah. I think I think they were doing I, I think a lot of people were ignoring them just because of everything else. I think they were doing they were all right at but five more points, I'll take it. And there's a ton of impact. You can speed away from the melee threats. You know, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that they have going for them. And, um, you know, I think that's a, a Vader triple bikes list is a viable list. That would be, would be interesting to, to play. And, um, you know, you could even, I'm sure there's a lot of play with like some Veers triple bikes and maybe, you know, having some other fun stuff in your core. I, you know, I think there's a lot of room now for that. I don't know why you would ever take bikes when you can take a do bag. Yeah, <laughs> agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I think it today, right, in the way the meta is today, but I think if the meta shifts again, the bikes will become, I, I think it's just an option. 
You know, I, especially I, I think they're fine at their current point at the points value that they have. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, think it says more about dobacks being too cheap than. So, so yeah, I think I think we're also talking. We're looking at the meta, you know, from like from a high high level. But I think you know locally metas shift right. So if you have a locally armor heavy meta and and they haven't really gotten into the melee units or whatever, you know, I think bikes are a great thing to have against armor. I, yeah. I, I think my argument for dobacks over bikes is they're both order hungry units. Um, but once the dobacks get buried, they're a little more timing neutral, right? They are okay with not having an order, whereas bikes the whole game you want it. And so for the same price, and I think dues are just better in the current meta. Um, for me, it's currently a no brainer, which I agree with Mike that maybe, maybe they didn't need to be five points cheaper. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think the, the crucial thing to your point that the bikes are missing and probably will always be missing is they have they're a unit that wants order control and it's really hard to get orders on them in in a way that like triple staps you're just like oh i guess i get a bunch of free orders on my bikes you know um (laughs) i think it would be easier to cost bikes if they just all had coordinate i think i think that's very fair i mean i Clearly, the droids have it because, like, coordinates like a droid thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, made, I think. What if you made H coupling five points cheaper just on bikes? Like, uh, right, jetpacks on Rex are cheaper because right, you can't make bikes too cheap because then they can be too spammable. But mm-hmm. then, like, synergizes with Veer's three pip. I could imagine something like that being printed and it differentiates them a little bit here amg i'm gonna print some money for you print an upgrade it's called wing command it's like three to five points and gives your repulsor vehicle coordinate repulsor vehicle congratulations i've fixed your problem i do like coordinate repulsor support because i don't know that you want to give that option to t47 sure sure but i mean like (laughs) but i actually think that like that could be fine on a t47 thing if you know i mean i don't know yeah it would at least be like kind of like cool and thematic yeah right um i also feel like overall in general for vet for empire i think it might be one of the first times where you could potentially look at lists that have multiple heroes like for instance you could build a krennic callus bosk list that also has gideon and dell in it and death troopers and three strike teams for 733 that's that's like as far as i've gotten let's let's talk about gideon and dell since you brought it up yeah Yeah, mike's real upset about this i'm not i'm actually i'm fundamentally not upset about this half of it this is actually what i think should be happening with (laughs) named characters within factions that are not like commanders or operatives i think this is great i think they should do more of this i guess the, 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 so do you think that gideon and dell in some form just go in every empire list that's literally what mike told me before earlier I, today i'm gonna be honest <laughs> I, I i've been like posturing on some lists i don't know uh, i'm gonna let the empire players like field that question better than i can but i don't know short troopers with dell are 77 points (laughs) wow (laughs) i i just like just say that out loud i'm just like huh okay (laughs) and and you could put 
you could have a Gideon Shore throw an order to a Del Shore. And that's a like 150 high 150 point list or block that with gets two aims. So you're getting Pierce on one and two red on the it other. It's worth noting you do lose quite a bit of damage with that though, right? Because yeah, the gun the is two blacks, B. no yeah. Pierce, or sorry, no critical, no two white dice. So that's overall almost like a damage and a half less they're yeah. doing. You do have oh, lethal yeah. though. Yeah. But, you, but you can like just take the extra dude for like three points more than you normally would and get most of that damage back. Um, I, like, I don't know if you should, but I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think it's interesting. Uh, yeah. It's, it's an option now. Yeah, it's definitely an option. Yeah. I don't, I, I think maybe more importantly, um, if you're taking Iden, I think you're always taking Inferno Squad now. Yep. Um, yeah. Because Inferno Squad is now stupid cheap. <laughs> yeah. What are they? What are they actually like? It's Inferno Squad is eighty-eight points um, for a yep. six six health uh, special forces unit with infiltrate, reliable one, and retinue. And retinue. Yeah. And marks pretty good. And and marks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, lethal. <laughs> Yeah, surge hit on four black, two red. I think that the thing about Inferno Squad that I'm a little bit hesitant to like super be all in on is for a special forces unit these days, they kind of have a small dice pool stuff. It's six dice. Yeah, which is yeah. on the small end of it things. It is. Yeah. You know? um, but you can stretch it between marksman and lethal and the free aims from retinue. Totally. If, yeah, them being so much cheaper than ISF, it's like it can make your 333 list or just an Iden triple special forces list. It can stretch that even more for not much of a, like mm-hmm. giving up much. Yep. Agreed. Um, you can also now fit four death troopers with Iden, uh, Joker yep. Kranik pretty comfortably. <laughs> Yeah, or you can do like three ISF, a Death Trooper, Krennic, and Iden. Yep. Um, and Tactical Strike for the uninitiated does not specify that they have to get an order from the card. So you could do, you know, four Death Troopers or three ISF and an a Death Trooper, and all four of those units plus Iden could all use Tactical Strike on the same turn. Yeah. I, I mean, our, our local Imperial player, there's a box of Death Troopers on the shelf for him that he is humming and hot about because I, I sent him a four death trooper 10 activation list and he <laughs> jeweled about it for a little while so <laughs> and I also think speaking of like the points with uh, Inferno Squad too like the DTF 16 she's now only 15 points and I think she becomes like as she is not nearly as good as a DLT but like in this four death trooper squad that I have pulled up she makes it so you can get to 10 activations really easily and because the config is so cheap like it's it's a 91 point squad to have death troopers with dcf 15 and an offensive push so it's it's again it's an option so i think go ahead well i was gonna say i was gonna say i think really that's the greatest thing that happened for empire you know we can argue go unit by unit and argue you know what what's the greatest change but i think the really the greatest thing is options 
right? Like I've yeah. been struggling, man. Like we all have all the empire people, except for Mr. Mr. Competitive. He's been fine, but the rest of us <laughs> have been struggling for a long time to come up with lists that we could, you know, viably take somewhere. And now I I'm like overcome with options. Like, I don't even know what to do now. And, and I'm literally going to Mike. I'm like, Mike, I don't know what to do, man. Like I, I help me with a list. Like there's so many. And then Mike comes up with even more insane stuff. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was real. And so, you know, it's, I, I'm just excited to finally be back and 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 be back in it and have options you know we can argue uh, the efficacy of each one of those lists but i think just being able to have lists right is a win overall so <laughs> i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> i'm just excited to be able to play the game again yeah <laughs> Like really reasonably play the game. Like I reasonably feel like with the tournament I'm going to this weekend that, uh, uh, you know, cause before we were going to get RRG, I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll take an, uh, a rebel list, which is sacrilege. But I was like, maybe I'll take a rebel list. And then I'm like, nope, I'm going empire. This is happening. So I'm, I'm re- I'm just really excited. Should we talk about the storm changes real quick? Yeah. Cause I know we, we parking mm-hmm. lotted that, um, Sure. All the oh, heavies. Want, yeah, all the heavies got at least minus two. The HH twelve got minus four. The <laughs> captain went down two, and the specialist went down three. So, yeah. <laughs> My takeaway here is that um, I think at least Empire gun lines, which which may not even be a thing anymore, really. <laughs> to be fair, um, yeah. if if they do exist. They're likely leaning even more into the captain offensive push train, unless they're taking Commander Vader, in which case they're just taking a specialist and having a much cheaper day. <laughs> or or Krennic. Or Krennic. Yeah, I was going to say you can take. Sure. Here's a list Operative Vader, Krennic, uh, five Stormtroopers of the Specialist and DLT, an IRG, and two Scouts. And it all fits in there. So your Daber, your Vader and IRG can double tap with that standby. You have cunning, you have compel for all those core. Like it's pretty beefy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Empire Core got a lot better. I think just through you know, I don't know if DTF is cheap enough to put it in any list. Um, but if it is specialists really the specialist i think really jump starts the empire core yeah it's it's a little unfortunate because i i feel like this is sort of a recognition that the quote-unquote og uh unit plus just the heavy upgrade has kind of gone the way of the dodo um and like i i only own three empire specialists packs or whatever they're called upgrade stormtrooper upgrade packs uh, i'm not sure that i want to buy five or six but if you want to run like a stormtrooper list i think that's probably what you should do if you want to be competitive with it because it seems with these cuts to the personnel and the fact that they were already kind of propping up stormtroopers to mm-hmm. begin with um i don't know how like i would not run a stormtrooper list unless every single one of them had a personnel upgrade on it yeah yeah i i mean you can all like just for 
money efficiency, you could do like three captains and three specialists, which is right. You, you, yeah, but then you're like, if you're running specialists, you're doing it because you have compel. And then if you're doing that, it's just a waste of points to buy the yeah. captain. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not, other, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying it's the best points yeah. thing, but it, if, yeah, for people who don't want to get six yeah, up yeah. packs, it's right. still fine. It's still fine. T21B short trooper also went down by three. Back to its original cost. Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, Dell's still seven points cheaper. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a really I, good weapon, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think this it's is a ridiculously good weapon. Fine, given the current meta that exists. If we ever go back to a gunline meta, maybe we have. I, I think overall, I am a little bit, I don't think it's going to be a super concern right now, but I think whenever mm -hmm. the, the melee meta gets fixed, I could see some of these changes being too much. Yeah. Yeah, like before ARC Troopers showed up, uh, you know, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of easy to forget how dominant Shore Trooper gun lines were. Um, well, but... yeah, and I, I think that's a huge upside especially for death troopers and like isf and stuff is there's no they're not the arcs are not going to be able to hunt them yep. nearly as well and there's not going to be as many of them on the tables yeah but darth vader will yeah you're just <laughs> you're you're replacing yes. one yeah with another one that is going to eat an entire squad per turn <laughs> oh my gosh darth vader in the middle of a gun line that or in the middle of any list that depends on core trooper heavies it's just like, as soon as he gets there, you might as well just... Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Mike and I did a practice game, and I was doing middle management, because I was really excited, because that was my list back in the day. And uh, Vader, all on his own, <laughs> ate my entire army. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I guess the gun line's not back. <laughs> yeah. Surprise! <laughs> Burst of speed's really good. Well, and that's what Vader's always done once he gets there. Yeah. He's, you know, that, that fact of Vader has not changed, so... All right. Uh, is there anything else here we need to hit? Um, I mean, there's like more got changes. cheaper and all the ATST guns, so that's something cool that might actually be. Well, an and I, did, so good. Did we actually touch on his exhaust being gone? I don't know. I think that's actually, the biggest thing. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if we actually explicitly stated that, but yeah, you can shoot with four guns every single turn now. Yeah. And he's yeah. field commander. And he's field and commander. He's field. Yep. And maybe the biggest deal, the field commander covers this, but you also don't have to take him with general veers. You can take that bad unit and get it right out of your army because you don't need imperial discipline anymore. Uh, yeah, we talked at length about that, Mike. <laughs> yeah, right I mean, it definitely that. makes... Um... <clears throat> You know, I don't know. It makes double heavy lists a lot more fun. Like I'm looking at a double ATST list. One's got the general with the twin light, the mortar link targeting. The other one's got the surge pilot with the mortar, the twin light link targeting. Four naked stormtroopers, two do back riders with tenacity and T21, and two strike teams snipers. <laughs> I feel like with all these new oh. Empire lists, I hear people like saying what's in it, and I keep on expecting it to stop. This <laughs> goes for a few yeah. more. Keeps going. Yeah. Um, we we didn't touch on the scout troopers at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so okay. we covered low profile. 
Yeah, but so they're they got the scout, scout three now. Scout three. Whoop whoop! It's about freaking time. I, I don't know that this. Makes I, that I much of a difference. I think it helped. Like so, Sab scouts combined with low profile and uh, Scout three, I think get way more interesting. Mm-hmm. I also think. There's a world where the full unit of scouts might actually start being decent. Uh, you know, I don't know if we're there yet. I mean, um, I think I think you combine them with some royal guard for guardian, and that low, you know, you're you're already shaving extra hits off with low profile now, and then you also can convert the next two hits that they have to roll to red saves, um, and or have protector for a credit or two, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that could be pretty interesting. Honestly. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you want to give this one away, but Mike brought up a. I'm gonna give it away anyways. Uh, Mike, <laughs> Mike brought up a great idea with those. He's like, "What about those full units in lats, <laughs> and then just pulling them uh, up into? I mean, because what? How it's what ten black dice, Mike? At the end of the day, <laughs> if you put the sniper in there, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. And that's like a 200 point block, each of those lots with a full unit ish. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. I wonder about tax strike with it too, right? With speed three, can get you somewhat close. And on some deployments, move, move can definitely blast stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think there's also a world where you just like, um, maybe build your own fluttercraft and put sabs strike teams in, uh, in, in Latin. <laughs> and just just fly them over the enemy's army and get out and drop a bomb yeah maybe drop a bomb fun. and shoot yeah well you could get out drop a bomb at the end of a turn next turn get in <laughs> I mean, I mean if, like, you're, if you're doing like a Krennic thing, you could, you could, the end of your activation, get out, drop a bomb, Krennic one pip or Callus one pip or whatever, right? And then immediately drop another bomb, get back in and <laughs> detonate the bomb. Wow, well, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't drop a bomb and get in in the same activation. Because you have to use your whole activation because it's uh, oh, because it's closed transport, yeah. not open transport. Right, 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 but but you, like you could like literally like move your lat in the middle of the enemy army, get out, drop a bomb at, at the end of the turn. Next turn, get back in the lat, blow up the bomb. It doesn't affect the lat or the scouts that are in there. Like it's I very think, niche, but it's interesting. I think I think though you could realistically trading like a forty-eight point unit for two bomb blasts on their whole army is probably I, worth it. So like, yeah. so so it's probably get out, drop a bomb, cunning into um, drop a bomb, shoot, detonate both of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's I yeah. If you can blow your the enemy army up, it's worth forty-eight points. And if you do it twice. Do it with yep. four bombs. Yeah. Eight suppression on your opponent's entire army. <laughs> so you could do that and have you could have two lats, uh, two of those sab sab teams and three speeder bikes <laughs> if you wanted. And you could have the speeder bikes just come and clean up behind them if you if you really wanted to do that too. Or Vader and just drop his three pip to add to the suppression. <laughs> 
Oh, droids yeah. don't get suppressed. Doesn't matter when they're panicking. Yeah. Yeah, Master of Evil plus Savs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so many good things. I'm so happy right now. I'm. I mean, the lat also like at 105, like a operative Vader in a lat is that's a 280 point naked block there. So it's probably like 310 points. Like I think burst of speed does it the same or better, but it like if you want to drop Vader or something out of a lat, I think it's cheap enough in Empire now that it's viable. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if you need it for Vader because Op Vader is fast and Commander Vader will have burst. Um, but if there's something else you need to get up there, you have plenty of space for a lat Vader and something else. Yeah. <laughs> have Vader <laughs> walk and put something else in the lat. Yeah. I I I think the one thing the lat Vader transport gives you like burst is good, but if on some maps, some deployments, the lat just gives you a little bit more flexibility. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's necessary. But if that's what you want to do, that's mm. I don't think it's wrong. <laughs> right. Whereas, I think the lat at this cost is viable as a gunboat, also. Like you drop it off and put a, a rocket on it, you fly and drop off your thing and then back up and shoot stuff. I was it thinking does. about that with the armor piercing shells. It's not it's not awful. It's not great, but it's not know. it's not awful. <laughs> I, I watched a game today where two lads just got ripped apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I I just if if your if your opponent has any amount of like impact in their list, the lats just like get yeah. torn to pieces. The, the, it's actually a lot like a like real life sort of military situation of if helicopters stay still they die and like it's so like t-47s are continually moving which means that they're a little bit harder to pin down and they can sort of dart in and out of combat whereas lats if they want to be a gunboat they need to be recovering so they need to like move to where they're going to be and then stand there but then your enemy can just envelop them with yeah. fire if they need to so you you could potentially do like Two lats with price, OP Vader, two Royal Guard with Electro Staff, and a bunch of naked storms. And you put the Royal Guard in the lats, and then you darkness descends Vader. And now you have all you, you have your IRG and Vader all in enemy lines in turn one. Yeah, I think you could also just use two new ways to motivate them and save 200 points. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there, there's the man <laughs> speaking wisdom right there. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Any other any other empire thoughts besides uh, all the things so are good. good? So good, very good. It's uh, just want to remind you all that the empire welcomes you all back in open arms. <laughs> no, we don't. Pledge allegiance. <laughs> we we persecute traitors, <laughs> and you're not welcome back to our ranks. Shh, that's what we tell them, and then we <laughs> <laughs> stay with your clones and enjoy your nerfing. What about what about from rebels and droids? Are our empire players welcome back from those factions? I'll allow it. Yeah, <laughs> I say welcome everybody back. <laughs> so. My hot take here is going to be that Empire is go. still going to be the second worst faction in the game. Whoa. Uh, I don't know that. I, I don't know that we can conclude that. I'm not saying it's not a conclusion. That is yeah, a lot. Well, what are you saying? So worst faction? I think Republic's going to probably be the worst faction. 
Good. And, I, and, and I don't think by the margin that Empire used to be. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I see it. There's there's two tiers now. There's yep. there's like Empire, droids, and rebels sort of all exist in a tier, and then clones are half a step behind them. I'm not sure Empire is quite there, but I think there's a tier up here that is called the we have white armor saves and then there is a tier down <laughs> here that's called we have red armor saves and sometimes the the lists that are good from the factions down here are only good because they have oh you guessed it white armor <laughs> saves <laughs> well it's it's funny because i think it's possible you see a situation like when we saw with the tauntaun meta where the list and the faction that Tauntauns were best against were rebels. And yeah. I think, you know, the best thing that Empire has going right now is Darth Vader. And the thing that Darth Vader is best against is red save gun lines. Yep. <laughs> Which includes Empire. So, yeah. Um, well, and, and droids are ionizing themselves. So, yeah. That's another like weird <laughs> sort of team kill situation. Yeah. So maybe rebels are just like, yeah, we're just, you know, don't mind us. We're just going to be over here with our Wookiees and our T47s. Um, so do you bring ion snows then in that case because if droids and t47 rebels are the things to beat my issue with the ion snow is that it's not reliable like it's it's supposed to be like a a a thing that is an anti-armor counter and it's not really um like when it works it's great but it's you can't count on it it's a yeah. hindrance to armor. It's not actually an armor killer. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the thing about most of the ion weapons in the game is that they they hinder armor. They don't actually do meaningful damage. Yeah, the droid yeah. ion is uniquely ion two. Every other ion weapon is ion one. Impact impact. Or impact one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Like, oh god, they're ion two. Oh, ion two would be <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That is, You're right. That is the, unique. The, the 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 droid the both the droid tank and the spider also throw enough dice with the possibility of tons of rerolls to get natural crits. Yeah. Whereas like the and like Biston also has that same ability where he's only impact one, but he throws so many dice that you're likely to throw forcing two, maybe three saves. Whereas yeah, the ions the ion snows you will reliably force one save for maybe two. And, and depending a, on the target, like that's not even yeah, that's statistically not... likely to, to result in a wound, right? Yeah. Um, you know, if you're throwing ions at AATs, you're going to have a difficult time. Mm-hmm. So here's an interesting one. If you give snowtroopers with an ion weapon droid poppers, do they get ion too? They get ion too, yeah. Because yeah, no. yeah. isn't the ion gun is range two to three? Did I get that right? No, I think it's one to four. Uh, it is one to four, yeah. So yeah, and the droid poppers are range one. But yeah, it's... Well, one or more of this weapon is in your yeah. attack pool. Your attack pool gains ion one. So they would have ion two at range one. Yeah. You, you'd really want to like fire sport in a mortar to like get some critical, but... The, the thing <laughs> is, any situation where that would be good, you should have just taken impact grenades. Yeah. Well, maybe. It, it would be better against like droid units or vehicles that don't have armor sure i guess but those are also not the problem units 
I mean, think of what about Magnagard? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you got me there. You, I, that's definitely a, a world that, like, I don't completely live in yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. But, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I mean, can, imagine how, like, screwed Magnagard would be if they ran up to an Empire gun line and then the, the snows just step out and one attack throw two ion tokens down on a Magnagard. That would be that would be cool. I guess like yeah. And the and the magnas need to get close to do stuff. So like they're gonna come to your range one. Sure. I just like if I'm playing an Empire, my Dubacks and my IRG and my Vader that are in my list <laughs> are gonna deal with the Magna. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> like, you can do all of those things. Like sure. you can you can fit Vader and Dues and IRG alongside <laughs> Snows with Ion. So okay. how much are droid pumpers again? Three points. Three. Like, so that, that'd be a 65 point unit. And I think okay. a like one of hedge, probably not a bad idea. Yeah, I have a list up right here that's Commander Vader, four Ion Snows, two snipers. Uh one of the Ion Snows has a droid pipe popper, and then three dewbacks, tenacity, and the gun. So <laughs> you got the dews invader to deal with Wookiees, and then four Ion Snows to deal with droids. <laughs> Ten activations. Whoa. You got compelled, so your snows are just gonna, you know, they can recover, be compelled even if they're suppressed, or compelled. And uh, yeah, yeah. You got to make sure you keep the uh, order of your actions correct. Yeah, that compel. actually doesn't work because compel requires you to move first. The the, the key well, is no. So just... what you do is you double move or you move, move. shoot, recover, and then yeah, you, you compel recover each turn yeah. of every turn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to make still sure get you your recover. two actions even if you're suppressed. You just got to make sure you're yeah with, recovering at the end of each turn. Yep. After playing with uh, like the armor piercing shells on the saber tank, the a lot of times with recoverable weapons, a lot of people just aim shoot automatically. Mm. Where often the best move is a shoot recover. Yep. Um, depending on the target, depending if you have like definitely have to put damage or whatever, but shoot recovering is a, a very underappreciated set of actions. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go try some Ion 2 Snowtroopers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have a question for the team here. With this points change update, we're going to go through Rebels and Separatists next time, but um, I think it's pretty clear that Empire joins the we get to take whatever we want faction balance deal. Do we believe the Republic will ever be in that boat? In, in that, like, they can take a list that, like, can take a bunch of cool core units and take other good stuff with it in the same army. I think it'll have to be new units that allow that. I don't know that what they have today is going to allow that. I think they need some cheaper activations that aren't as strong. That's the whole problem, right, today. is, And we talked about that earlier where they, the whole idea was that you would have lower activations that were stronger. Well, they need to kind of change that up a little bit and add maybe a core unit that's a little bit weaker or, you know, that yeah, is a gun gun core. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> that isn't clones. That's something else. Um, I don't know. I think that's that's what's going to change that for them. My the, the way I both see and hope Republic moves forward is, and especially with the idea of battle forces coming, is that Republic, you can never just take whatever you want. You have to sort of pick a theme, whether you like are stuck in one with a battle force or you just sort of pick one naturally through list building. But like, if you're going to take clones, you're going to take a bunch of clones. If you want Jedi, you're going to have to 
maybe throw in some like coalition forces. Or if you want to take Gungans, you'll have a bunch of Gungans. So I don't know if they're ever going to be in a take whatever you want, throw a bunch of stuff in a list. But I think there's going to be a time when they're going to have the ability to take a variety of lists that don't have a ton of overlapping units in them. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, they've previewed some battle forces, or they've at least mentioned some battle forces that would be Republic battle forces. Yeah. So. And that yep. definitely is on theme for them. They're kind of a faction that thematically has always leaned into sort of like these grand synergies. Um, so. Well, and relegated to combo, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I, that's what I was doing. So I don't know what the rest of you want to do. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a uh, Republic list in Invader that's in my quad. Uh, that is the Yoda Padme Saber. Uh, ridiculousness, and he's calling it Standby Sharing 2.0. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's I so mean... gross. He was actually on stream, I think, yesterday. Um, and <laughs> like, there's uh, so much you can do with it. I, I yeah, I, I didn't get to practice it, so I didn't bring it to Invader. Although it turns out nobody practiced, so whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, after because I did a lot of procrastinating thinking about it, and there's so many things you can do with it including for instance uh you can guidance a standby on padme force push something in front of the tank shoot it then guidance uh uh what's the order but you can like oh you have to recover in there so if you have to have a standby on padme already force push something in front of the tank then guidance a standby onto padme recover your force push on his first one pip turn push the unit in front of the tank again and you can like double shoot something or just shoot two units in front of the tank on Yoda's activation. Like, uh, there's a bunch of grossness you can do. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> yep, those exemplar standbys. I think we're going to see more of that. I, I, I think uh, I've seen a couple, like, Overwatch bookie lists yeah. that are uh, interesting. Uh, like, a couple with Yoda, like, but I've also seen, like, one with Padme, where the idea is, like, you're going to have three sort of long-range shooting looks, and, like, you'll get one extra shot a turn, which will just increase their point efficiency a little bit. So. <laughs> Fun times. Maybe, yeah, maybe some Padme Anakin. Double exemplar action yep. going on there. Yep. You have to care with those cards, though, because your standby castle falls apart pretty quick once he starts playing his cards. Yeah. Oh, no, Anakin's cards are bad. <laughs> eleven. <laughs> <laughs> not bad mike they're just differently good i mean i think i think there is like at 155 points you could i like he's just a little expensive but as a like point or token standby creator 155 points maybe in a niche list i just like the fact that we're talking about a force user at 155 being too expensive speaks for itself <laughs> i feel like <laughs> yeah We'll see. We'll see what place force users have in the upcoming meta. Um, I'm a little afraid they they kind of got the double hit between the turn zero changes and the, you know, the fact that we're already in like a aggro melee meta. But we'll see. It, uh, it feels like the aggro melee meta is where they should thrive. Yeah, right. It feels like, like it should, but they're not. 
Yeah. Well, it, huh. if everything that was aggro melee didn't have immune pierce or yeah. just a million health, but yeah, that's yeah. the thing is, all those units are sort of explicitly uh, good against lightsabers. So. Yep. Um, and if there's a bunch of force users in the meta, then I think we're gonna see uh, a bunch of Dooku Bagnagards. Cuff, cuff, cuff. <laughs> Seems really good. Dooku yeah. is also a benefactor of the burst of speed, frankly. Could also see some uh, Kraken Dooku Magnaguard uh, action. <laughs> Pretty hard to fit that, especially with the increased naked B2s. Uh, I mean, if you just put that with naked B- B1s behind it, I think it's fine. If you just like sort of have a melee block with activations behind it. Yeah, I mean, you can do it. I'm just not sure that it's like... <laughs> oh, I'm, I, don't th- I don't think it's top meta or anything but if suddenly every list had a four season in it dooku would yeah <laughs> he'd be happy he'd be a happy old man yep all right any final thoughts good to be back it's good to be back in it so happy i'm excited for everyone to come crawling back to the empire i'm excited to come crawling back to the empire <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played them since 2019. So. I think it's time for all the Empire uh, players to go watch the 501st Journal from the uh, 2005 Battlefront and accept that time is moving on to the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> what I remember about the rise of the Empire was how quiet it was. <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. Well, welcome back, Empire. It's been real. We did it. Mission accomplished. Yep. <laughs> Welcome back to the game. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Tim. I'm Lucas. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. <laughs> and that was the longest sound off we've ever had. <laughs> There's too many people to wait for. (laughs) Really? You're not going to say it? Oh, sorry. Stay fresh, cheese bags. There we go. Now it's the longest sign-off we've ever had.